in brightest day, in blackest night. No evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green Lantern's life. Pretty cool, huh? Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Bokelman. I'm Mark Marble. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 206. Godhead Act 2.5.43 XY. <laughs> oh, God. Act, uh, part act two. two. <laughs> part two. Act, act two, I should say. That's. It's it's something of a do. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so we're splitting this up a little different than normal because Mark wants to get the good stuff. <laughs> so uh, go ahead, Mark. Uh, you're taking Green Lantern 36, right? Part one. Yes. Well, well, you did. You wanted New Guardians, and you got New Guardians. So at least then, then it's just divvying up the loot. So. Thanks for throwing me a bone. <laughs> go ahead, Mark. Fine. <laughs> At least I called Sinestro before I read it, so I just had faith on Sinestro. <laughs> All right, so Green Lantern 36, which is Godhead Act 2, Part 1. We begin in New Genesis. I just love that description. Floating paradise of the new gods in an untouchable, unreachable plane. Under overkill, see? <laughs> so we have a little interesting conversation between Orion and High Father, in which High Father essentially is... Uh, chastising Orion for his behavior in the confrontation with Hal and the Green Lanterns that we saw in the last issue. Uh, Orion and Highfather basically see things quite differently. Not surprisingly, Orion, is just, he just sees himself as a warrior and he sees himself as the instrument to defeat Darkseid while Highfather keeps preaching the fact that now that we have, you know, that we're about to have the power, you know, of the life equation, so that's the ins- that's going to be the instrument. Using that as a weapon is going to be the instrument to finally defeat Darkseid. And he tries to convince Orion. It's the main one of the main reasons I didn't want you to kill kill these lanterns is what would be you know what would be better to have dead lanterns or have basically an army of lanterns like su- super amped up, uh, super powerful on our side. Orion doesn't really care, and he just simply says, "You want to know what I think, Father? I think fighting is the only talent I've ever had." We cut to uh, the boundaries of our universe. I, they're they're really they're really knocking the <laughs> knocking the ball out of the park with these descriptions about where they are. Uh, Space sector three five zero two. We see Hal and Salak pretty much leading the what's le- and Kilowog, of course, leading what's left of the of the Green Lantern Corps on a their secret rendezvous, which of course turns out to be New Corridor as they're planning taking what's left of the Green Lantern Corps to meet up with Sinestro. And that leads to, before they even arrive, we have some, the typical infighting that we've seen in the, in the Sinestro book between Lysa and Sornik, you know, more or less kind of like, uh, they're jockeying for position with Sinestro. You know, Lysa still wants to be super, like his, Sinestro's right-hand man, Right-hand man, uh, Sorenik seemingly doesn't care, but she likes throwing it, you know, in his face or her face, I should say, Lysa's face. That at the end of the day, you know, I'm still Sinestro's daughter, and that kind of is that matters more. And Sinestro could never, even if he was capable of love, he could never love you. Or Sinestro just kind of gets sick of it after a while, 
and he just says, come with me to welcome. We have guests to welcome. And the Green Lantern Corps, this is, we see John's group. We see John's already there. Um, on one panel before, we see Hal interact with John. Sora goes over to treat the, the wounded, even though Sinestro originally wants to keep her away from the Green Lanterns. She just points out, I'm a doctor first, and I'm going to do my, you know, I'm going to do my thing, and you just try to stop me. Which, in a way, I'm sure reminds Sinestro of himself. So that's part of the reasons why, part of the reason he probably doesn't uh, make more of an effort to really stop her. At this point, as they're all kind of like catching up on everything that's been going down, especially with John and Hal, the new Guardians arrive. We haven't seen them since they were kind of like boomed, <laughs> boomed out of the way by High Father in, in New Guardians. The New Guardians pretty much announced that High Father and his minions have captured the most powerful of you. The New Guards have captured, have imprisoned the White Lantern. And the reaction, or the, the different reactions between Hal and Sinestro are kind of priceless. Hal's like, Kyle's alive? I saw him die. <laughs> and Sinestro's just, most powerful? <laughs> that was pretty, that, I like that part a lot. Um, now we get the little, the little catch-up. A little filling in the blanks from the New Guardians about how, you know, Kyle didn't really die when he crossed over through the source wall, but he brought back something with him that he shouldn't have, the life equation, and how the New Gods are planning on using this, you know, turning Kyle basically into a weapon. St. Walker comes, like, bursting through the crowd who and says, you know, tell me, that, you know, tell me, tell, basically tell, tell me that this is true, that Kyle really, really is still alive. And he goes, uh, the new guardians say yes on our word, St. Walker. He lives for now. You know, it falls to us to save him because, or else it might lead to the end of everything. Now, Hal's not too happy about, you know, the guardians just showing up and doing and dropping all this on them. Hal points out that, you know, that pretty much they've taken a ring from every color of the spectrum now, except for one, the black. And he's thinking that maybe that could be because they're, they're afraid of the power of the black lantern. Well, it could also mean they don't understand. They don't have. They don't have any knowledge of it, too, potentially. But either way, Hal's theory is that they don't know what they that they're afraid of it. So he wants to basically go to find Black Hand to try to convince him to join the fight. The New Guardians forbid this, and he they basically said it's it's your job, you know, Lantern Jordan, to devise a plan for a counter for, for counterattack and to rescue Kyle. You know, we see Hal trying to find, basically, do some using his ring to try to find some data. Whether you know there's any traces or history of the new gods, uh, anything like their power, any uh, whether there's anything, you know, any references to their to High Father Metron. Nothing's working. That Sinestro shows up and, of course, kind of rubs it in Hal's face. To like, when did you become such a bureaucrat that you're supposed to be the leader of the core? That you're the greatest lantern of them all, and look at you. You just, you know. Kind of like a, basically just just following you know following the letter of the law now now thinking outside outside the box. Sinestro and Hal, you know, they kind of get into a get into their fight, a brief fight, and Hal, you know, he, it's good to see Hal react because he was so depressed the last time you know when Sinestro kicked his ass and and the Sinestro Corps crossover that or Sinestro's book crossover. That, you know, Hal just criticizes him for always scheming. And this is where we come back to a point that Sinestro kind of 
it, it magnifies a point that Sinestro raised in the last issue when he was talking to one of his own Mendez. The fact that he's completely honest enough with Hal to acknowledge that you know, one of the re- that one of the reasons of the main reason you're you're still alive and you've always been a pain in my you, you know what and I've never been able to kill you is because you're too damn unpredictable. That you know, put a schemer in front of me, he says, and I will you know I'll just crush them. You know, turn their bones to powder. Pretty much, it means nothing to me. Anybody who's a schemer, and that's what he referred to Des as in, in the last issue of Sinestro, that he's a schemer. That you put a schemer in front of me, I can handle that, no problem. But the problem that I have with you is that everything of, that you've always been unpredictable. You always basically fly by the, the seat of your pants, and despite the fact that there's no real logic on what you're doing, it works. And and even. Sinestro even makes an interesting little point about because he re- he references the end of the of Wrath of the First Lantern when he the line about you know we were we were always friends and we'll and we'll, we'll always be friends and he says you know what makes our relationship or our friendship like ours survive basically or can, can how it can continue is because we both see in each other things or admire he actually uses the word admire in in each other things that we don't have not the things we have in common things that we don't have. And at the end of the day, Sinestro is driving the point home that you have to be you. You know that there's any that you tried coming up with a strategy to deal with the new gods, correct? Before, and that's when they fought at the Source Wall. And he goes, and Hal acknowledges that. And he goes, "What happened? Well, I lost. Well, if there's a key to success, you got to you know you go with your instinct because that's what's always serves you serves you best. And they you know they they come. So that's the understanding or the conversation that kind of drives home to Hal that he kind of has to be a little bit more or more like he used to be. But one of the coolest part is right, right at the end of this conversation where they basically, you know, they, they kind of agreed to this, this approach. Hal, as Sinestro is walking away, Hal just goes, so you're saying you admire me, <laughs> which is pretty cool because it's Hal kind of being Hal, really, but which, which we haven't really seen a whole lot in the Venditti run as much. That it's a real glimpse into the Hal, you know, the kind of like the cocky part of Hal that we haven't seen that much. So we see Lissa opening up a, a portal, a subspace gate she refers to it as to take the Sinestro Corps and the Green Lanterns into Quard, uh, hoping that that's going to be a safe ground or safe enough for them. And they basically agree to. Uh, Hal and Sinestro agree to meet, I believe, at the source wall, you know, if everything goes correctly, according to their plan. We cut to Earth back on Coast City. We have police surrounding a circus tent, and we see Black Hand eating popcorn surrounded by by his his raised minions watching a circus, which is kind of cool because we have Harry, who, Harry Houdini performing and a nice little throw into Batman with the Flying Graysons. Performing, and that's when Hal shows up. And it's a very interesting take on Black Hand. He's kind of more of a, a nuttier, goofier Black Hand, but yet I kind of think it works. So this is when Hal Hal tries to convince him that you know he's that he's not here to fight. That I really need your help. He goes, something big is happening, bigger than both of us, and you can help me stop it. I want you to take your show on the road, and that ends Green Lantern thirty six. <laughs> you know, what I just noticed while we were reading this. By the way, guys, I'm reading this on a on a on a tablet. I actually got a uh, 
a Surface 2, not a Surface Pro or a Surface Pro 3. I got a Surface 2 uh, on Black Friday because uh, it was super, super cheap compared to what it has been recently. And I've been saving up for it for a little while. So I got it while it was cheap. But I'm, so I'm reading it digitally, so it's 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 a lot easier than doing it on my laptop while we're recording. Uh, but anyways, because it's digital, I was able to zoom in. <laughs> you, you notice that St. Walker stole a tree monk? <laughs> yeah, I did notice the tree monk came with him. Well, he must be. Well, he must. There's there's a bond with these guys. So who know? Who knows? Maybe. Once, once all the once the blue core starts back up again, maybe he's going to be a recruit. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> he goes from, he'll, yes, he'll go from big. He'll go from big to little. First, he had Worth as his as his second in command, and now he's going to have a tree monk. <laughs> I can't wait to see Badge go up against uh, the tree, the blue lantern tree monk. <laughs> so, what did you think? I actually really like this issue for the most part. The Orion stuff didn't. Do, everything since the new gods weren't in it much. I think that's probably the, one of the reasons I liked it as much as I did. But the interaction with everybody in this issue, I thought was really good. Yeah, it was. It was. It was cool, uh, and I, I even liked the, the the black hand part of it, of course. But I think, I don't know, I, and it's not really a criticism so much as an observation. The black hand part of it seemed kind of jarring compared to the rest of the issue. You mean art wise, or no? I mean, uh, I just mean in general, just like in in tone, in overall tone. Yeah, but I think that's what they're going. I think in a way that, but that's kind of playing off. I think the what the new guardians were trying to get through to Hal, that because they, they they kind of reiterate why this is a bad idea, and you know you have to come up with a better idea than this. Don't do this. You know, you're kind of like playing with fire, no pun intended. You know, if you're doing this, so I think that's kind of re, maybe it's kind of to show with all. With the darkness and the death, you know, and such, and even just the way it's drawn is just so much darker and more ominous that maybe that's kind of going back, trying to at least reiterate that the new guardians really weren't just being typical new guardian, typical guardians shooting down every idea you have. That there's a reason that they, they are kind of thinking big picture. While this may not be the best way to go. Yeah. Still though, I mean, I just kind of, I just, I just, I just wanted to point that out that I, I noticed it more, I guess, when when the when the black hand part showed up because it was just, it just felt more noticeable to me, more jarring. So there's that. Uh, now the, the, the issue itself I thought was, I thought was pretty good. I mean, it was, uh, I like the back and forth with Sinestro and Hal. As a matter of fact, uh, as we were talking, I literally just made that part where he says, set a plotter and schemer in my path. That panel, I just made that my cover photo on, <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, so, Yay, the wonders of a digital comic on a tablet. <laughs> I can take screenshots and make them high-quality cover photos. <laughs> I mean, the interaction with Hal and Sinestro, even going back to what we saw in the, in the last in the last time they interacted in Sinestro in the book, his book, that the interaction with Hal and Sinestro has been really, really good. Mm-hmm. And consistent. I think yes, it's been very... And, and, and it's... Taking in a way some of the thing, at least personally, I don't know if you felt the same way, but once John's John's left, and then we knew we were getting the Sinestro book, it kind of made me nervous about how someone else was going to be writing Sinestro and how they were going if they were they were they were going to take it back in a different direction, or we were going to have kind of like develop developing more the Sinestro that we have kind of seen during the, over the past uh, 
10 years or so under 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 John's or almost full 10 years that uh, I think that they're doing a good job at not just you know taking that to the next level but they're doing a really good job of establishing their relationship and even though Sinestro you know this is why how reacting to you know at the end saying so you admire me it was kind of it was super relevant because even maybe Sinestro himself may not have been aware that that's the word that he chose but the fact that it wasn't lost on how was pretty important too because that's a pretty that's a pretty big reveal for Sinestro <laughs> to say Sinestro would admire anybody about anything you know maybe grudging admiration at maybe on a good day but to actually say to, and just admit that he would that there's something in how something about how that he admires because he doesn't have it himself Sinestro who sees himself pretty much as the perfect lantern the ultimate lantern for and the solution to any problem lantern related is with me with my you know with the, my my scheming my my ring everything for him to acknowledge that Hal has something he doesn't, and that it's something that he actually maybe would kind of wish that he could have. That it's 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 pretty cool. It it I think this was a really really impressive issue overall, and I would say probably this issue. When again, not go, going too spoiler heavy, <laughs> that the 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 next issue of Green Lantern, which has already come out, that I would I think those two may very well be the best two issues during the Venditti run so far. Because at least we're seeing a lot of Hal being written as Hal again, too. So, I think that's a big plus. Uh, yeah, I, I just over, just overall, I really enjoyed it. I just think that uh, in the art, especially, uh, I have no no issues with the art. Uh, it's 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 different for sure, but I think it's going to take uh, if if this art is this artist going to continue. I don't think it's official. I mean, I don't think Tan has left the book yet. I mean. Because he still did the cover, which of course yeah. isn't great. But uh, yeah, the, I think if the art continues, it would take. It's it, still better than Tan, I think. It, it would. <laughs> cool. It will take me some time to get used to, so I can start pointing out some inconsistencies if there if there are any. Um, but I just I just enjoyed it overall. I did. I did too. I think overall, I think this was a really really good issue, and I think it was a good way to begin the second act of Godhead because it, it kind of gave you. Kind of gets got some momentum rolling down, you know, got you rolling downhill with some momentum going into the rest of the act. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Green Lantern Core thirty six, uh, part two. You ready? Yep. All right, cool. Green Lantern Core thirty six by Van Jensen with art by uh, Chang is Bernard Chang. Yes, uh, and it's Act Two, Part Two. So uh, what we're we open up in uh, on Zamoran, the home of the Star Sapphires, as the Star Sapphires are determining, uh, are talking about the various other beings they have trapped in crystals, and they're waiting for them to, you know, feel love and you know teach their hearts love so they can become sisters of of the Zamorans uh, and become Star Sapphires. Well, as they're preparing all of this, they uh, see a light up in the sky. And a boom tube shows up. That's a cool use of the boom. Didn't notice that before. Um, boom tube shows up as a uh, uh, spear goes through the chest of one of the Zamorans. And one of the new gods says, I will bring you to your knees. And then we cut over to the antimatter universe uh, to Quard, 
and uh, Sinestro saying, "Welcome to your new home, Lanterns. Welcome to Quard." Uh, and we see, for some reason, Saint Walker is wearing a Blue Lantern uniform, uh, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, he is. Let us. That's another. Well, if you, through, throughout some of these issues in Act Two, there are some kind of in, really mistakes in the art, and, and when we get to uh, Sinestro, there's some too. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's that's a big screw up. Yeah. Uh, which is probably a hint that he'll probably be a Blue Lantern by the end of all of this. Well, yeah, I think so too. And the, the then the art, the 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 promo art kind of suggested that too before Godhead even began yeah. that he would be blue. Yeah. So he said, uh, Kilowog is talking to to John and says, I you know I I really don't think we should be here. Uh, Sinestro overhears it and says, Well, uh, if you don't want to be here, Lysa can reopen the the portal. Um, how long do you expect to last? And 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 uh, John says, "You're as yellow as the rest of us, Sinestro. We all we all turn tail. We can't count on staying hidden forever. We need to find a way to stand against these supposed gods." Um, the Guardians start trying to make plans, and then one of them notices, "Wait, where is Hal Jordan?" <laughs> Super observant guys. Yeah, you would think you would think he'd be one they wouldn't want to. Like, who's missing? I can't. I can't place the name. Who is it? Okay, everybody, line up, head count. <laughs> All you humans look alike anyway. <laughs> so Sinestro tells him he he left uh, and uh, to you know to to get some reinforcement, and they're like, he's gone after Black Hand, hasn't he? And uh, that dastardly Hal Jordan. <laughs> Uh, they say he's playing with forces too dangerous, uh, too uncontrollable. Uh, but uh, they say there's an even uh, greater matter they must address. They say that there is actually uh, that that High Father essentially has Kyle Rayner, and they have the life. He has the life equation, so they're going to get the life equation. Uh, and they're like, well, we must, we uh, we need to rescue Kyle. And he says. Uh, uh, Sinestro says, well, we can't get to New Genesis. The Indigo tribe can't teleport us, so we need to we need to find a new god claim and claim one of the mother boxes. And they said, <laughs> and Kilowog's like, well, we're not going to listen to a thing you said. And, <laughs> uh, so they, they start bickering back and forth about what should be done, and John interrupts and says, that's enough. Um, we need all this. We need all this we uh, we need all to stand together here, and we're short a few hues for that. <laughs> so he he's, talks about having to go get uh, a, a few lanterns. The reds are depleted, basically, so we can't gra- grab them. And then uh, the Guardians are like, well, what about the Star Sapphires? And John's, we can't trust them. Um, Kilowog reminds them, you know, Zamron has to be a target because they knew where to find us, so they must know where to find the Zamorons. Uh, A.K.A. Star Sapphires. Um, Sinestro refuses to go along with. John says, basically, fine by me. We'll go. Uh, uh, but it's going to be difficult because the last time the new gods smashed through our constructs like nothing. And uh, Sinestro says, rings aren't our only weapons. And then deep below the surface, we see the weaponer is forging a sword. Uh, and uh, he says... I've heard that these new god new gods wield weapons even more powerful than those rings of yours. I wish to see this for myself. So he throws this newly forged sword, still hot from the uh, fires, uh, 
towards John. John catches it with a construct. Tells him it's just an ordinary sword. And then uh, the weaponer says, uh, hey, deus ex machina. I had forged this shield with the energy of the damaged white lantern ring from that from the very power that drew the eye of these gods. I've ranged the universe, but I've yet to come up against anything that can dent it. I found this shield has more uses than just keeping my hide intact. And then he kind of puts his shield up against the sword and kind of transfers some energy and says, now the, your sword is just as strong. And John says, maybe strong enough to fell a god. Uh, as he walks off, Sora comes up to him and says, uh, you know, I, I, I'm worried about you. I'd like to tend to your injuries. And she says, not all injuries are just physical. And she's, you know, talking about, of course, the whole thing with fatality and, you know, that you're victimized. And he says, I'm not a victim. I, sh I shouldn't have yelled at you. It's all right. And she says, uh, it wasn't right for me to push you, but you're about to go on a dangerous mission to save the Star Sapphires. You need to be careful that your feelings toward them don't get the better of you. Uh, and he says that there, he, he says, what does he say here? I forgot. Uh, he says, we're fighting a war against God, Sora. There's no time for feelings. The Star Sapphires are going to have to answer for what they did to Yara. Uh, but they'll have to survive first. And cut back to Zamron as the Zamronians are under attack. Uh, what they're uh, retreating back towards their battery so they can recharge. Um, but as they do, one of the new gods shoots an arrow to where they're headed. And boom, 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 blows it up, uh, causing uh, uh, severely wounding one of the star sapphires. The queen of the Zamorans uh, shows up. Uh... And, sa uh, and says um, that, you know, just basically getting a status report. Um, you know, no one challenges us. No one hurts our queen and lives. The spears at the ready. Uh, and they say they're going to claim vengeance. So they go and try to rally themselves. Well, this uh, archer, um, archer new god, I don't know says, you know, we'll aim for the heart. So they have this kind of rocket-powered arrow thing that shatters itself into a billion pieces. And just as it looks like it's about to take out all the uh, all the Zamorans, knock. And bam, shows up the, uh, the Green Lantern Corps. Well, some of them. Uh, an Indigo Lantern and the Weaponer himself to shatter all that stuff. Um, the... Uh, they said, one of the archers says, not but Uga's hammer itself has stopped my archer's arrows. And they said, the blade cuts both ways, man. Um, <laughs> no weapon matches my bow, mortal. And John says, a bow is fine, unless you're in close quarters. And they start fighting each other. The, uh, the, uh, the, the queen says, you know, we're gonna, we bring, bring as many of your people, to, or Killwalk says, bring as many of your people together as you can. The queen says, I'll gather them. She sends out a tether and brings all the star sapphires to their side. Uh, the the weaponer and the arch archer are going up against one another. And it's it's a good back and forth for, uh, for a while until the archer loses their it's it, uh, her helmet. And she says, archers release the net. They shoot off some uh, arrows up into the sky and it looks like all the uh, lanterns, both the Star Sapphire, Green Lantern, Indigo, and even the Weaponer are all 
stuck behind this kind of force field net. Uh, John takes a swing at it with his sword, and it breaks the the it breaks the the sword. And John says, "There's too many of us for the Indigo Lantern, whose name is Creven, I think, to teleport. And if pure spectrum energy can't break through that field, then nothing will." Um, the Zamoran says we can teleport. Love is the strongest of the emotions. Uh, and Kilowog says those things only connect to things you love. So all you can cha- chase ro- all all you can chase romance across the universe, and the rest of us we're just stuck here. Um, Sin- John says is ready to give up and says it's fine. Sinestro's going to need him. Uh, get out of here. And uh, the the lantern that the star sapphires that was struck down. Who was severely wounded says there is another way. My love has bled out. This ring is yours if you'll have it. And John reacts and says, "The star sapphire ring. After you brainwashed Fatality and forced her to love me, I'd rather die." And she says, "I'm sorry about what happened to Yurisanil. We saw those who were hurt and tried to heal them. However hardened they were, they still had the capacity to love. Our crystals amplify love. They do not create it." Whatever emotion fatality had for you already existed inside of her before she wore a star sapphire ring. You have great love in your heart, Lantern Stewart. Love for your core. Go to him, my ring. And they're objecting. Oh, a male has never been worthy. And this is the ring has followed her final order. And bam, John Stewart of Earth, you have great love in your heart. Welcome to the star sapphire core. It doesn't say core. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not- notably, though, he is wearing, still wearing his Green Lantern ring as well. But he's in full uh, Star Sapphire gear, all thonged out and everything. <laughs> no, he's not thonged out. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Come on, Chad, come on. I'm expect- Somebody's going to buy that. <laughs> uh, I'm expecting lots of uh, fan art <laughs> to make fun of that. Oh, man. And then John says, God, country, core, and says, tether away. And all of the lanterns bust out of the net and presumably off back to the antimatter universe and to safety. And one of the archers says, I I, I intend no disrespect, Lady Shadowfall, but I've seen your prowess with a bow. You could have shot the ring from the air before it reached his fingers. Why did you let him flee? And she basically says, there's a plan. I don't tell you anything. I I don't tell you everything. Um... They'll all be converts very soon. And then next, a White Lantern falls and Green Lantern New Guardians number 36. So we have our first male Star Sapphire. Well, technically, yeah. I mean, Guy did have the, the, the ring briefly, too. Yes, but he was half and half. So is John, technically. Technically. But you're right, he wasn't chosen. But from going through the proper channels of being of the ring choosing you, not choosing the ring, then you are absolutely correct. That. As far as, as far as the Zamorans are concerned, anyway, he is the first male recruit. <laughs> this is true. So John's had Indigo, he's had Black, he's had Green, and now he's had Star Sapphire. Right? That's the only ones? Well, he, he didn't really have Black, right? He just channeled Black when he was an Indigo. Yeah, that's true. But you, but based, but I'm not, and I'm not trying to be contrarian. Just based on actual rings, actual color uniforms that he's had. Yes, he's been, he's been black. He's been indigo. He's been green. He wasn't so he hasn't been blue. He hasn't been yellow. He, and he's, 
he wasn't orange, so that's the one he was going to choose back in War of the Green Lantern, if I remember correctly, before Tal said no. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want that one. <laughs> Which is interesting, because you don't see anybody going to find lore fleas in any of this mess. <laughs> so what'd you think? It was okay. I mean, I'm... As Chad knows, but most most reader, I mean, most listeners don't, and it doesn't really impact the ep- the review at all. That I, other than the Green Lantern issue, I read, I pretty much picked up all all these parts at one time. Last week, I pretty much picked up all the other parts of this, so I had to catch up. But I knew, I knew about John becoming a Sapphire. I knew how the issue had ended. It was pr- it was pretty good. Um, it was better than the, I thought the last issue of Core. I think almost every almost every issue in this act I think is better than the the matching issue of the first act. But I don't think it was it was cool to see that again going back to referencing the white you know the the shield of the, the white power white power that the uh, weaponer had taken back in the pre new fifty two days that how that still kind of exists and that that. That the again the power of the White Lantern is is powerful enough on, to certainly neg- negate most of the most not all but many weapons anyway of the New Gods that it kind of is an equalizer. But other than that, you know, it was interesting seeing John become a Sapphire, but I don't think it's one. Of the, I don't think it's one of the stronger parts of this act. But it's not. It's still not bad. Yeah, I think we have. Uh, a little bit of a refresher course on the Star Sapphires uh, in these, uh, uh, let's see, in this first panel. Our uh, our new sisters should be ready soon. Before long, they will re- wear the ring. Remember, it takes time for the crystal to mend their hearts to teach them how to love. Because I was just listening to uh, episode 50 of our show. Uh, this was back when uh, Jim and Dan had just come back from uh, Jim Dam Jim Dam <laughs> Jim Dan and Jason had just come back from Super Show and they had interviewed um, Adam uh, 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 of uh, Comfort and Adam uh, fame and he was talking about the Star Sapphires and he said there was a possibility that the uh, the the Star Sapphires don't necessarily uh, convert everyone that they trap in those crystals into their core. Maybe they just, you know, cleanse them of whatever extreme emotion they're feeling, make them better, basically make them capable of feeling love and then set them on their way. Well, here it's very clear that they are, you know, mend their hearts and teaching them how to love. And all of these people are going to be star sapphires, which we might have known already, but it's been so long since we've seen the star sapphires, I've forgotten. So there's that. Yeah, it was. It was that was that was a nice touch. It was a nice touch going back and because you you are correct. That core we we really haven't seen that much of that core, other than Carol's annoying presence in New Guardians. <laughs> the sapphires. The sapphires have been off the board, other than her, and you know, and even when Fatality was around, that it still didn't have much. They didn't reference the actual core as much because she was kind of like not truly going rogue, but she was off on her own, like Carol's kind of off on her own. So it was kind of nice having a having a refresher course for that, especially for people who haven't been who maybe did jump on more in the new Fifty Two era. 
You have any comments on anything else, like art or anything like that? I mean, it's mm, pretty consistent. It is pretty consistent. Other than the uh, the Saint Walker wearing a Blue Lantern uniform. Yeah, that was, which that was a good catch because I actually didn't notice. I didn't notice that the first the first read through. Um, we did lose a lantern in this one, so. The bo- and Zamorons. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just talking about the the Green Lantern with the squid body and the giant eyeball. Yeah, that is true. All right, you're uh wait, I'm up. You're up for New Guardians. I'm up again. All right, hold on, let me pull that up. Uh, desktop and New Guardians 36. All right. So, New Guardians number 36 by Justin Jordan. More on that later. Godhead Act 2, Part 3. We arrive, boom, on New Genesis, where uh, High Father is welcoming uh, Carol and Kyle to the home of the New Gods, um, to New Genesis, and explains how the city is floating above the planet because of you know, the war and, you know, we'll never forget and, you know, all of this. Um, High Father takes him immediately to a chamber and says, you know, we're ready for you. Um, And and Carol asks him, are you really ready? And he says, I have to be. I can feel the life equation eating at me. I, I don't, I don't want to give it up. And he says, I need to do this. And I says, I'm not going to risk the universe. I won't risk you. Uh, so he puts his hand in this chamber thing, and the ring is separated from him. It says, uh, "High Father says, you know, tries to grasp the ring and says the life equation is where it belongs." Um, he puts the the ring uh, uh, into his little scepter thing, and he says the process was successful. You're no longer the holder of the life equation. And, and Carol's like, are you going to give us back those rings you stole? He says, stolen? Those rings are not stolen. That would imply a legitimacy to your stewardship that has never existed. No, these rings are rightfully mine, as are all things. I have sent them for further study. And Kyle's like, wait, wait, no, we did this for the Guardians, the core. We earned our rings. Um, and she says, she says, if you're not going to give them back, what are you going to do? He says, I'm going to save the multiverse. And then he explains the history of Darkseid. He says, we'll finally defeat him. I will use the life equation to remake your universe beginning with Earth. I will give it order. I will give it peace. I will give it victory. And uh, Kyle's like, no, you know, you, you don't, you know, you said I, I couldn't do it and you were right. No person should have that power. And he says, uh, this is the future and you are powerless to prevent it. And, and she's, Carol says, maybe he is, but I'm not, and attacks him. Um, as she's attacking High Father, her power is really being poured on right now, and there's nothing, uh, nothing really holding off High Father, and her power basically goes from a hundred to <laughs> zero in all a matter of a few seconds. That's how much uh, power uh, High Father can take without flinching. Uh, Kyle tells her to recharge. She says she can't access the pocket dimension that her battery is in. And says, nope, you can't, this is my domain, not yours, and you can't recharge, you can't access your reality. Uh, you had only what you brought with you, and uh, she sa- he says, we're done here, opens up a boom tube, and sends them down to the surface of New Genesis. Um, they kind of commiserate, you know, just like, you know, 
a really brief I told you so kind of a thing. Um, he says, no, I, he says, I made a mistake. I picked the wrong side. This isn't good. She says, it's not the time to start feeling sorry for yourself. We're, we're not on some distant planet. We're not in some other universe. All we have to do is get back up there and take what's ours. So they're kind of one step at a time. Um, they, uh, they go down to the city of Muzz. I don't know what Muzz is. Have they mentioned that before? When I first read it, I thought it sounded familiar for some reason, but all right. Well, he, uh, they, okay. So yes, so they uh, kind of the way the art is, it kind of looks like they just are still on New Genesis when they do this. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. You have to read for the boom uh, to notice that they're opening a boom tube and actually going from one into another. Um, so he says, uh, High Five says, before we can convert the lanterns and then Earth, a test is necessary. So he booms over, uh, he opens a boom tube and goes over to a the city of Muzz. These people are willful, willful and warlike. And he says, you've been blessed. You've been selected to be the first to save all the universes you were low i will raise you up you were confused i will make you certain you were weak i will make you strong he holds up the scepter and uh, she his minion asks what if it was a success and he says yes and you see the entire populace converted into um new god <laughs> manhunters i i when i first saw it my reaction was Rise of the Third Army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lemmings. Right, and then uh, right on over on the planet Quard in the Antimatter universe, Sinestro says to the new Guardians that Jordan and Stuart will fail, uh, and uh, the, the, they, they send something and says, the White Ring has re-entered our, our home universe, Sinestro. And then uh, Sinestro says, then inform Rainer that his presence is required. And he, they say, he doesn't have the ring. High Father has the ring. High Father has the life equation. We are already too late. In the next assault on New Genesis and Red Lanterns, number 36. What'd you think? Oi. 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 <laughs> See, first of all, <laughs> mini, mini Rand's probably coming in a second. <laughs> uh, I can't uh, wait. Because I just uh, did two. No, 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 no. I just did two reviews. So, back to back. So, you can rant. Talk for a while. <laughs> it's like, Chad, I'm going to take a leak. Feel free to rant. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll listen I'll to it. I'll be right back. <laughs> it'll give, I'll, it'll listen, give me... I'll listen to it from the other room. Yeah, it'll give me something to um, listen to when I re-listen to the episode with everybody else. <laughs> see, it doesn't It doesn't really seem it matters too much who writes Kyle. It doesn't really seem to matter how many years Kyle's been a Green Lantern, either in, real con- in comic book continuity DC time or our time, Kyle still makes the same stupid mistakes, and he's still <laughs> like, first of all, the the big the big you know red light going off should have been when High Father said to him that oh we can't sep you know basically we can't separate the white ring from the life equation you have to lose you know it's basically all or nothing. First of all, that should have been bullshit number one pardon my language to Kyle because he damn well knows he was the white lantern for a long time before he before he got the life equation so so since he didn't get the life equation until he crossed over to the source wall there's no logical reason to think that the, the life equation couldn't be removed with him still having the white ring on his finger afterwards because that's the way it was to start with 
So that's number that's that's number one. And it's I don't know, it's it's a bit. I mean, it's that's that's number one. That's number one through a hundred. It's like how like how stupid could he? How stupid could he be? And the fact that High Father did such a you know good Palpatine brainwash job on him in last issue to make it seem like you know oh this is for the best and you know I'm here to help you and even when they first arrive it's like pardon my rudeness welcome to New Genesis and then three minutes later it's like well fuck you popes I caught myself <laughs> blink me out Chad it's like it's like screw you guys I got the power now so I'm gonna do exactly what I want to do and what I told you you shouldn't be doing or no one person should be doing so going back to a point you made about whether we thought High Father was a good guy or a bad guy, I think completely at the end of Act Two, it's pretty clear that he and we will touch upon that in Red Lanterns a little bit more because it becomes a actual plot point that gets discussed in Red Lanterns. That High Father proves certainly in this issue that he's not really any better than Dark Side. <laughs> he is the flip side to Dark Side, but not on the in the. You know, he is not much better than much better than him. You know, he thinks as usual, he's he thinks he's doing the ends justify the means kind of thing. And we see, we've seen it so many times before how that doesn't, you know, that doesn't work well. Um, so the way I know you like Kyle is like this. You think Kyle is good as a cos is a really like godlike character. But I think time and time again, Kyle proves that he, at the end of the day, he just doesn't have the oomph. He doesn't have the the willpower, no pun, in, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, to ever have that power and be the most effective with it. That at the end of the day, I would still, if if Kyle had the power of the White Lantern, and, and I still think John or Hal would figure out a way to stop him, even one on one. But if but if you put Guy Hal and John together, I still have no doubt they'd figure out a way to stop Kyle, regardless of the power Kyle had, just because Kyle just. Just doesn't seem to get beyond this. Oh. We know he's this everyman character, and that's how he became Green Lantern. But there, and that was made him relatable when he first got the ring. But it's also one of the things that people always had an issue with because, though they re- have retconned the origin, and we've seen him get, be worthy of the ring even in Blackest Night when he died for a few seconds, and and then his ring chose him again. But Kyle was never chosen. Not beyond the retcon origin he wasn't chosen for his worthiness and making him an every man made him relatable but then we come back to these moments where it's just like he just doesn't seem to be able to ever get over the even peter parker who was an every man and was wrong place wrong time peter parker grew in confidence he grew in grew into the role he was supposed to be and he, he you know no matter how he got the power he proved himself more that he was worthy of it and to me at least on the bigger cosmic level, when Kyle gets amped up, he, he just makes these. He just, I don't know. I just, why? I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just. So when I read this, when I read, and the fact that they took the power from him so quickly, you thought there would have at least been, maybe it would have served the character a little better if at least he would have put up more of a fight, or if he realized something was wrong before, you know, even during the process, that maybe he did try to put up somewhat of a fight, but. It kind of reminded me of the uh, parallax of the unholy alliances, the Thanos machine that he used to pull the power of Oa into the uh, the power of Thanos when Kyle was putting his ring into that contraption. So that's it. Mini rant over. Go ahead. (laughs) 
Uh, I don't really have much to say. I mean, it's kind of all there on the page. I enjoyed it. Um, it just in terms of uh, more White Lantern Kyle stuff could have done without the Carol stuff. Oh yes. Um, I didn't figure there was. I didn't figure there was any point in even mentioning that because I kind of we excuse me. We both have done it kind of ad nauseum at this point. We don't like the whole Carol Kyle relationship in this book and the fact that now they they now it's completely crossed the line where we where Kyle is making it crystal clear that he does have feelings for Carol again whether they were completely on his own or actually isn't this isn't this the book that Carol makes a reference to at some point you're going to have you're going to have to explain to me why when he had that white power freak out in the last issue that she became Alex yeah isn't it isn't it in this issue that they refer to that which I thought was kind of an an interest. I'm glad they get went back to that. That it wasn't just supposed to be a visual one-off that that they never touch upon. That at least Carol, you know, so Carol picked up on the fact that you know he's using this power and he's looking at at Carol, and yet the person he sees is Alex. So I thought so. Yeah, I I don't know. I just think it was. I was looking forward to this issue a lot, and that may have been partially why I was somewhat disappointed in it. But I I just I don't think Kyle came off particularly well. I don't think the art was that great either, but just from the story that we were told, I don't think this was the strongest issue of New Guardians, and it doesn't make Kyle. I don't think it makes Ky, makes Kyle look still extremely naive and gullible to just you know. I don't know. Yeah, it's not Justin Jordan's fault. Speaking of, feel free. No, go ahead. Now's the time. Go ahead, man. No, go ahead. No, uh, Justin Jordan's leaving, guys. It's official. It's evidently been official since April, but DC hasn't bothered to get off their ass and mention it. So Justin Jordan took it took it upon himself to write it on his own Facebook page. Um, did he say when? I think I think issue forty is the last one. I think I think issue forty is supposed to be the last one. So probably uh, end of Godhead, and then a couple. Uh, forced wrap-up issues. Maybe he gets the final word on something. Uh, and uh, then a uh, new creative team, which has not yet been announced. Assuming the book survives. Assuming the book survives. And there's no reason There's no reason to think at the moment that it's necessarily not going to survive. It's just that the words that he chose about you know what, what, about the future of the book as opposed to saying saying something directly that was... Like all you know, new creative team will be announced soon, or I have no, you know, just just the language that was used made some people think that it might be hinting that, especially after whatever whatever state the the new fifty two is in after what is it convergence? Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that is that the thing coming up? That once that is over with, that maybe there's going to be some. The belief is there's going to be some changes to the status quo anyway, certainly at least as far as titles, and maybe New Guardians will be one of the ones that – I don't think so necessarily, not right away, but but you never know. Mm-hmm. He yeah. shall be missed indeed. Yes, yeah, I think I think, I think think overall he's done a very good job on this book. I think he, he did give it a very nice cosmic feel. I think he did a good job with Kyle. Uh we know we don't like the Carol and Kyle stuff, whether that was entirely all his idea, whether that was, you know, kind of like from a Green Lantern group think, whether that was something they wanted to be explored or not. I don't know. That's not one of the stronger points of, of his run. 
but he's done a good job. I he's done a really good job giving new guardians themselves the character, the individual ones, char uh, some character, some personalities. So he got to bring. They were blank slates, pretty much, other than very brief glimpses that we got of them. Got of them at the end of uh, Wrath of the First Lantern and the beginning of the Green of Venditti's run, I think, in Green Lantern when they were first there. So he did a really good job at fleshing out the book and those characters in particular. So he's definitely going to be missed. I mean, it's it's it's. So we've had Sewell and we have him leaving pretty much around the same time. Even though the Sewell decision seemingly was much more recent, that didn't seem to be in the hopper for a year. While this was pretty much in, pretty much a year ago, this decision was made. So, yeah. which I guess I suppose theoretically does, if you want to look for circumstantial evidence, it might give more evidence to the idea that maybe there is something going on with the book. That if they really have known that he was going to be leaving in a year, um, that you would think they would have had it. They would have had a new creative team ready to go. Either that or they just weren't expecting him to announce it yet, one of the two. Yeah. Or they thought maybe they could talk him out of it. Could be could be that possibility, too. All right. Uh, Red Lanterns? Red Lanterns. So Red Lanterns 36. So we pick up right where we left off last time with, the, with Guy and Simon almost being completely wiped out. Almost killed, but not quite, as Simon points out that you, since Guy was all ready to go after them at the end of last issue, Simon points out you want to go after them it's like they almost killed us gardner and it didn't, it didn't even look like they were trying it's like you said the word right there simon what almost they didn't see it through their mistake and uh simon kind of simon and guy talk about you know how you know, this really doesn't this doesn't make a lot of sense you know the whole, a whole mass you know guy you know a whole massacre just took place of a green lantern platoon as i i you know it's Guys, like I, I agree, we have to do something, but I don't think, you know, going after Malahedron, you know, and going back and tracing them or tracking them to New Genesis probably isn't the smartest plan. And Guy points out, you know, the diff, you know, the difference between, you know, the the Greens just didn't have what it took basically to get the job done, and, he, and it goes this. He's referring to his, you know, referring to basically his his Red Lantern ring, and and so Guy, I'm mean, excuse me, Simon says, you know. No pun intended. Simon says that says you want to die, don't you? That's really what it is. What is it? Survivor's guilt? Is that what it really is? And you know, guy kind of gives them a little rehash about everything we saw happen, the Atrocitus War, essentially, how guy took over, you know, guy's band of Reds, and how it all ended up poorly. And guy, you know, guy points out that or describes the fact that one of one of his gifts or one. Of, what I'm good at, surprisingly, he's found out over the years, is that as I, I find some other suckers and convince them they should they should die for me, for me. So he doesn't really. So he says it's not guilt at all. It's just it's just that he's pissed and he's an, enough is enough, and he doesn't want anybody else dying for him. And he's not, you know, he's not going to be doing doing a rah rah speech to get anybody else to fight alongside of him. As far as he's concerned, you know, this is this is his job, this is his task. He's pissed and he's going to take care and he's going to take care of it. Now we we cut we cut to New Genesis where we see High Father carrying his scepter around, uh, Malhedron and his and his women who were, were the ones Guy and Simon uh, battled with last issue show up. They, High Father mentions good Malhedron. 
Uh, there's a thing I would have you witness. Behold. And he demonstrates the power of the of his basically his white life equation weapon. He points out that this scepter holds the power of the life equation. I have tested it more than once, he adds. You see what it can do, but tell me, you were originally from Apocalypse. Does Darkseid have anything that could stand against this? And Malahedron points or mentions that no, that as far as as far as I know, he's got nothing that can compete with this, but he has a question. He's like, may I ask a question? And you can see High Father really could give two pounds of monkey crap about really taking a question from Malhedron, but he lets him ask anyway. And he makes a very interesting point, which is there is a sort of balance in our conflict with Darkseid. He is not so strong that he can defeat us, but likewise, we can't fully defeat him. I know Darkseid. He is unpredictable, except for one or in one thing. He will not allow himself to lose. He would rather burn everything than lose. However you obtain this new power, using it could upset that balance. Is that what you really wish? And High Father says, no, Malahedron. I wish to win. Leave my presence. We see the issue transition to Star Labs in Detroit, where Guy and Simon go to visit Cyborg because they try – because apparently they have a boom tube, or they should say they have a – whatchamacallit, a mother box. And Simon is there to try to convince Cyborg to send them to New Genesis. Of course, Simon and uh, Cyborg have a backstory related to the Trinity War, which is not good, so – he wants Simon the hell out of Star Labs, <laughs> much like seemingly Hal does with everybody or to everybody. He he disses Guy Gardner wherever he goes, since even though nobody knows Guy Gardner, they know of him and what they hear is not good. Uh, Simon Simon tries to basically blackmail, for lack of a better word, to uh, blackmail Cyborg into doing it, saying, you know, I kind of have some friends in high places and that, you know, if you know, if you don't want your father pretty much out of a job, you're gonna do you're gonna do what I want or what we want to send us to New Genesis. Cyborg points out that even if I wanted to, I mean, I, I can't open a boom tube unless I have the destination. You know, I can't I can't boom you to where you want to go unless we can figure out where it is. I need an ener- energy signature or something to zero in on. And guy, you know, points his ring in his he, he holds his ring hand right in his face. And I think Cyborg pretty much thinks he's like threatening him at first. And he goes, no, energy signature. I've got that. So does Simon. Our rings would have recorded the frequency of the weapons Malhedron and his crew used. So pretty much – so at this point, you know, Guy's ready to go. Simon sa- says ha, 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 that he wants to go with Guy, that this is something he wants to do. He wants to he – feels, he feels the need to go with Guy to help him through this. And – but Guy doesn't want to leave Earth unprotected. Simon's again point mentions that I think I got this covered. So Bidge Budge, his little chipmunk buddy, is given the task of protecting Sector 2814. Why a while the two of them go? Once again, in the, twice in the same issue, we see Guy being dis this time by another lantern. As you know, as Budge points, or he elaborates that you know, especially with this Gardner, you know, his reputation among the Greens was erratic at best, and now that he's a red. Like his reputation is well earned, so he kind so guy gets the crappy end of the stick no matter where he goes, pretty much from based on rep. At this point, geez, I guess that's a lot of points in this in this description. I got to stop <laughs> that. Uh, 
Cyborg opens up the boom tube. Before Simon and Guy arrive, Malahedron, who obviously likes cougars because this won't this <laughs> this this woman is like looks a thousand years old. <laughs> she was one of the ones that came down with him to fight fight on Earth. They're in bed together, and they're having pillow talk. And Malhedron mentions that you know, you know who High Father reminded me of today when he showed me that weapon. He reminded me he looked like Dark Side. And his lover mentions that you know they're not as different as they like to pretend. They're they are no truly good rulers. And Malhedron says, true, but there are many evil ones. He thought, I really thought High Father, you know, was better than most. Right now, the boom, then the boom tube opens up. Guy and Simon fall into their, into their bedroom. Malhedron is kind of, he's stunned, but kind of impressed at the same time. It's like, you came after us? I'm almost impressed. I'm glad I didn't kill you back on Earth. He goes, because now I get to kill you here. Malhedron and his lover have their armor and their weapons back on. They fought, begin fighting with Simon and Guy. High Father shows up and says, "Stop!" He goes, "How many times are you going to, you know, prevent me from killing these two? You know, they invaded New Genesis." And then Malhedron kind of realizes, "Well, I, I probably shouldn't have said that." He apologizes. High Father states that, "You know, clearly these lanterns are more resourceful than I assumed. After all, they found you, did they not? I would learn from them." about their fellows. Place them in a miracle cell. Extract what they know and use any methods you see fit. Keep them alive if you can, but pretty much if they die, you know, you don't really have to worry about me being pissed about it. You see Guy and Simon in their cell. <laughs> Simon with, great work, Gardner. He's like, we aren't done yet, Simon. Could have fooled me. And that ends part four of Godhead. You know, I like the art throughout this, except for one thing. Cyborg's armor. It just looks weird. Yeah, it does. It does look, yeah, it uh, looks more Ultron-ish. Yeah. Otherwise, not bad. I noticed Star Labs Detroit. Yes. So does this mean we're going to get a Detroit League, or...? <laughs> <laughs> it's a franchise. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Star Labs, Wichita. <laughs> um, no, I thought this issue was... I, this issue certainly was less filler than, than I think we both kind of thought the last issue was. It did serve a purpose. Again, even as High Father mentions, you know, the Lanterns, if nothing else, show, have proven that they're a little more resourceful than they were given credit for. I like the... I think the, all, the conversations... And the observations of, excuse me, of Malahedron, I think, are very important. As we see High Father kind of go off the deep end, more and more, that he's kind of power hungry, and that now that he's gotten this power and he sees victory or no pun intended, light at the end of the tunnel, that he's kind of crossing that line into being a megalomaniac, or, or potentially knocking on that door. I do like the the interaction with him. Simon and Guy have a good relationship. They kind of had ever since I think Simon was introduced. I like that. I like their little battle with Malhedron, and even though it was it was very little actually, but I do like their you know the conflict that being picked up on. I liked it. I thought it, I thought it was a good issue. There wasn't there wasn't too much I think to really discuss with it, but it was. But I think it was a really good issue. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I'm just going to mention it here rather than after you talk about Sinestro. There is an issue of, uh, of Infinity Man and the Forever People. It's number five. Um, it, I have not been reading for Infinity Man and for the Forever People, so I have no idea what's going on in that book. But Guy Gardner basically confronts some people who are, uh, who are, uh, they're new gods. They're basically like teenagers from new gods, uh, or maybe young 20 somethings. And guy, and guy Gardner goes after him because they're new gods. Uh, it's not really a tie in, but reading it, it made me wonder how in the world it fits in because it's supposed to take place after number 35, but all of this takes place after number 35. Like, basically, after Guy and, ba- and, uh, and Baz got laid out. And then, at the end of 35, they got laid out. They're unconscious. And then 36, they wake up. <laughs> so, I have no idea what's going on. In the, I guess, it would, I, it, I guess in if you're going to have to force it into somewhere, yes. It has to fit in somewhere after Guy and... Well, and Simon agree to go, you know, to kind yeah. of regroup, and before they arrive at Star Labs, I wasn't done yet because they they uh, at the end of the issue, uh, uh, Badge comes up with Stell and that box lantern to confront uh, the new gods and Guy. Ah, uh. so <laughs> Badge, <laughs> who. Just discovers in thirty six that uh, that Baz is working with Guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I just thought I I thought I'd mention that. Um, evidently, number six is gonna have something to do with it too, but I I don't know. So we'll we'll see how it all fits in. But this uh, it it seems like a pretty damn <laughs> shitty crossover uh, tie in. Not in terms of story, but in terms of whether or not it actually fits as a quote-unquote crossover. <laughs> this is true. I did actually look to see. Again, this was one of the drawbacks of picking up all these parts in one fell swoop other than Green Lantern. That by the time I went to pick up all these parts last week, and some of it I couldn't help because you know I was away for one week, and then we had the snowstorm last week, so even if I wanted to pick it up on comic day, I couldn't have. That... By the time I got there, it was like at least a couple. I think it was a couple of weeks after Infinity Men came out. That I'm sure Infinity Men is, is not a particularly big seller on a on a good day, so they did not have any more of those issues left on the rack. So I didn't really think it was. I wasn't gung ho to you know, go out of my way to buy it to begin with, but if they had gotten it, I would have bought it just so you know we could have mentioned it more. But as it turned out, it probably was a good decision, really, not to. <laughs> I guess I'm not missing all that much. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Uh, anything else in Red Lanterns? No, it was good. It was it was a typical good Sewell issue, though. Yeah, for sure. I think it kind of I think it kind of picked up the baton that may have been dropped ever so slightly last issue. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, so last but not least, Sinestro. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> certainly not. Certainly not least. Uh, so Sinestro number seven, which is the final part of Act Two of Godhead. So we begin, begin like a common thread in all these issues for the most part on New Genesis. We have uh, High Father once again. S- seemingly he's got scepter envy because he can't put this damn thing down now. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to sleep with this in my bed. Uh, he's meeting with Orion and 
and some of the other members of his, I think, of his council. Uh, you get, again, a quick refresher course at some of the events that have happened. You know, the capture light bearers are yours to reshape, which I think are at this point are still just referring to uh, probably Guy and Simon. So they will make fine soldiers of New Genesis, but such power at your command. Yes, uh, you know, not even Dark Side would dare take action against us. And High Father makes uh, mentions that he his plan is, you know, too long we've been content just having a stalemate with Dark Side, but we're going to end this now. The next time Dark Side kind of reaches out and tries to go on the offensive, we're going to he's going to find out that he's fallen into our trap. And Orion's kind of clearly based on his personality type too, is seemingly preaching for a more aggressive strategy. It's like Look how long! You know, look, look at the lengths we've gone to to get these weapons. Why not take them to war? He goes, my son, we are already at war. So in Space Sector Ten Fourteen, we see Becca and the rest of her troops were the who were the ones that were fighting on Nock last time when Sinestro and the Green Lanterns and the arrived as cavalry. Well, I should say the Sinestro Corps arrived as cavalry to rescue the Green Lanterns who are fighting along with the Indigos. And as Becca's left by herself at this point, uh, we see a energy-constructed hologram of Sinestro, basically, to, which carries on all throughout this issue, which is pretty clever because and pretty interesting because it just keep, it tends to taunt and play head games with her about, uh, you know, how easy it was, you know, to set some space pirates against you, and it's like they were they were unafraid and therefore borderline useless. It's like there's a lesson to be learned there, wouldn't you agree? She, I mean, he continues to taunt her. It's like, well, I suppose I am a little more than a child before you knew gods, and I play with my toys for the same reason as any other child to amuse myself, because. Becca's really trying to figure out why Sinestro you know, just won't leave her alone. And, and as the issue goes on, we're still entirely not sure. We think we know, but we're not 100% sure why Sinestro keeps taunting her and, and preaching to her and playing these games. It's like Becca goes, you know, High Father has decreed that the Lanterns must be claimed for the coming conflict with Darkseid. And Sinestro... If you know, if you had asked nicely, some of the lanterns might have joined your cause willingly. I wouldn't have, but some others might. Instead, you chose to strike against some of us, you know, like some archaic press gang, in order to force us to play with you. Who are the children now? And he goes, she's just really getting pissed at all this, and it's like, and some of her, some of her troops come back to her now and she goes for you know for your love for your love and Sinestro picks up on that and goes for your love I like that you, you see I coaxed those pirates into attacking you not because I wanted to delay you but because I love watching you work ah <laughs> uh, Sinestro meanwhile we see while all while Sinestro has been creating this hologram this hologram that he's been talking or technically he's been standing by John Stewart's side this entire time, but pretty much ignoring him. And John's that's not lost on John. It's like, are you even listening to me? Am I boring you? It's like and and all, pretty much Sinestro snaps out of it eventually and you know, he says, you know, they haven't found us yet here on Quard. 
that, you know, they'll scour known space before they think to look in the antimatter universe. And he goes, you're welcome, by the way, for what? For saving you, for bringing you in here. I only assume that in all the chaos, you forgot to show your appreciation. And John kind of mentions that, you know, I don't have time for these games. You know, it's like I've got to lead the Green Lanterns. And since I guess he has no one to play off of since Tal's not around, Sinestro has, has to go lead you. Perhaps one day, once Jordan steps aside. But for now, you're as much a leader as some scavenger who trails the Predator in search of scraps. It becomes clear from, even by John, without saying a word, just by, well, John does say, I have some idea when Sinestro presses him to whether he has a plan. By looking, but by where John's attention goes, Sinestro picks up pretty quickly that his goal or his idea is to use the Indigo tribe, to use them and their powers of teleportation to as, as a weapon against the new gods. You know, Sinestro adds that, you know, I, I don't trust them at all. I have no use for them. And some of which we, we know must go back to when the Indigo tribe was doing their brainwashed uh, routine on him back in the early issues of Green Lantern in the, in the new 52 run. John, you know, John raises the idea or poses opposes, I should say, the possibility that they were, they were afraid of the Indigo tribe because they did because they came to take the Indigo tribe out, that they were trying to wipe them out. So maybe their teleportation was the, you know, was it will be a key because that's what they wanted to eliminate the Indigo tribe for. Now we get to several pages of bick, uh, bickering between the lanterns. You know, see, we see Arisia and Jeruk and the carousel. They're about. You know, they're all. They're going to square off. We see a nice conversation between Alande and Sora, and Alande mentions that you know because Sora says hey, it's kind of like old times, isn't it? And she goes, I suppose. Although I can't help but wonder why you why you defect to the Sinestro Corps the way you did. Sora keeps making. He tries to reiterate to everybody that I'm not a traitor. I haven't joined the Sinestro Corps. You know. There's a reason why I'm here. You know, the, the Korgorians are my people, and Sinestro is my. And before she can finish that thought, Jeruk, you know, begins to attack her. You know, Elande was kind of curious to what, you know, Sora was going to say when she was saying, Sinestro is my. We assume Elande was probably thinking that she was going to say, Sinestro is my father. But Sora points out, Sinestro, he, but, he was, but she was about to say, was that Sinestro was my responsibility. And if you don't understand that, to hell with you. <laughs> and then we, and we have a very funny scene because because Arkillo now gets into gets into it and goes, Sorenik is an ambassador to the Sinestro Corps and the daughter of our liege. By attacking her, you insult Sinestro himself. And Sora is like talking to herself and going, uh, and now I'm being defended by Arkillo. Even I throw myself out of the core. <laughs> So we have a nice, a cool panel with uh, the lanterns attack, uh, trying to curtail Arkillo. Even though a couple, of, there's a couple of mistakes on this page regarding uh, which hands Arkillo lost. But the artwork, and we should, and I was going to say it at the end, but the artwork in this issue is extremely beautiful, and that's surprising because it's actually Ethan Van Skyver doing the interiors on this issue. And it's been a while since we saw him draw. He does. He draws a really nice Sornik for the most part, and just seeing him draw Sinestro again brings back a lot of pleasant memories. John Stewart too. So John, you know, so John 
does his best to try to quell, you know, the conflict between the other Lanterns and the Sinestro Corps. He does a moderately good job at it. John's kind of cocky that he's kind of done the job, and he kind of looks at Sinestro. Do you have anything to add? And he goes, of course. The next Yellow Lantern to strike out against any other light bearer will face swift or dis- swift, decisive punishment from me. And pretty much the entire Sinestro Corps almost like puts their head down like, you know, a child that just got scolded. And he goes, leadership takes many forms, Stuart. Mine is simply more efficient. And he just says, gather your counsel, Green Lantern. We must make ready for war. Now, Sinestro sends Becca still in space. And, an- and Sinestro makes another hologram uh, to appear to her. She's like, why are you following me? If you wish to spend time with me, you could always surrender face to face. And Sinestro points out, I'm, I'm certain men surrender to you a little too easily in, in general. But it's like Sinestro doesn't yield that so readily. And he, he adds, well, you know, you can fold space. So if you really wanted to be rid of me, you could simply vanish. Becca just says, you know, if you're not here to broker terms of surrender, then why do you vex me? What do you want? And she, he goes, isn't it obvious? I see potential in you. You're more than some foot soldier, and I'd hate to see you cast into the void when your lord and master is beaten down by us children. And she goes, you're quite confident, aren't you? It's like, more than you realize. And then Sinestro's hologram fade in the middle of it is a Sinestro core ring. And, all, and the ring cries out to her, Becca of New Genesis, you have the ability to instill great fear. On Quard, you know, we find out what their plans are, that, you know, the idea is, you know, you know Sinestro spies pretty much have helped us track the movements of the new gods. So the Indigo tribe supposedly can teleport them now, you know, it's right on top of where these new gods are, so they can get so they can get the mother box, so they can pretty much attack New Genesis. Uh, Indigo One does the teleportation, but they kind of realize, you know, this something's wrong here. It's like, where are our targets? They pretty much everything's like foggy or cloudy. John's like, Indigo, Indigo One, where have you brought us here? Where have you brought us? You know, something's not right. Sinestro just stares right at her and goes, "You've betrayed us, haven't you?" And she has like a little smirk on her face and says, "Knock." And now we see the fact that Orion and the the Divine Guard, that's what it is, right, mm-hmm. Chad? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, they are all on top, you know, about above where the where the Green Lanterns are. And um, where the uh, all the combined forces of the Lanterns are. And Orion's like, nice try, Light Bearers, but you've got to get up pretty early if you plan to ambush the forces of New Genesis. And they pretty much capture the about to capture the lanterns, and that's ends act two. Oh god, I hated the cover. Oh yeah, the cover is not good at all. Oh. That's not that's not your best work there at all of of, of Sinestro. Yeah, Sinestro is awful. Uh, Becca's fine. Yeah, she's fine. Sinestro is just god awful on that cover. Yeah, that that's that's harkening back maybe a little bit too much to like the rebirth looking of Sinestro of Van Skyver when his head was still super super long. Besides, excuse me, the look on his face. Yeah. But the interiors were great. Yeah, for sure. And I like and I like the the uh, Eagle Shams art too. I've actually really grown used to it, but it was kind of really nice to see 
to see Van Skyver drawing the lanterns again. I thought it was a pretty cool touch. What about this part where they say the captured light bearers? Where the hell did you get a blue lantern? What do you where? Uh, the first page. The captured light bearers are yours to reshape. They will make fine soldiers of New Genesis with such power your command. And then that panel, not even Dark Side would. Do. Oh, okay, you're right. You're right. See, I, I, I didn't, I didn't pick up on the guys in the backgrounds more. I thought they were just again, like I said, I thought they were talking more about what we saw at the end of last issue. But it's also weird that they, they'd be marked like that. I guess unless we're supposed to believe New Genesis put those tattoos on them, because other than the Indigo Tribe, none of them clearly should be tattooed. Yeah. I just, I just don't know. Yeah, they got a blue lantern. Yeah, that is that is weird, and we'll probably never get an explanation about that either. Maybe you hope, but you never. That was a good pickup, Chad. But it was, yeah. I was a little disappointed that they they, they kind of got the the whole which hand uh, or killer was missing wrong. Yeah, that's multiple, true. Multiple times actually on the same page when you really think about it, because even on the same page that they, you know, he lost his left hand, he lost his ring hand, but yet. Even even on the panel when Arkillo is first getting into battle, you see his right hand fully intact before you see the big the big panel where he's got the energy constructed fingers on his right hand. But nonetheless, it's still that that is a nice looking page though. Regardless, was that supposed to be Salik on that page? Where fighting Arkillo? Uh, I gotta get there. Hold on. I thought it was, but I, and the only reason I didn't mention it was because he doesn't have the extra arm, so that's why I thought maybe it wasn't really supposed to be. The head made me think it was supposed to be Salak. No, that's not Salak. Good. Yeah. Um, I like Sinestro's games with Becca. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. Is this supposed to be Carol? No, see, it's funny you mention that because I almost did too. I, when we were talking, when they were showing all the lanterns, that does look so much like Carol, but yet it, we know it can't be. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely looks like Carol back in the the quote unquote classic uniform that she, the, the non New Fifty Two Sapphire outfit. Yeah. So uh, definitely enjoyable for sure. And Sinestro once again continues to come across as the. Again, arguably even more than Hal, that he's just coming across as the you know the the dominant force, the the lantern of lanterns, in the way these stories are playing out. He's they're really taking they're really kicking him up a notch. Uh, it helps that Sinestro's uh, being drawn by Ethan Van Skyver. Oh, absolutely. That's definitely that's definitely a nice touch, and I think he's drawn the next issue too. That it's. Yeah, I, the artwork is, you know, it was really nice. Brings back a lot of memories, too. But it was just, it's just a really good issue. And, you know, and Bun really has this, you know, I'm, it's and Bun really enjoys, based on certainly the interview we just gave, he really enjoys this book and he enjoys writing Sinestro. And seemingly that's not, he'll be on this book for the foreseeable future, which is good because he, he certainly gets the character he's writing. And they've done a, they've made Sinestro for, Pretty much from the get-go, right? Move it, and as soon as it came out, it pretty much moved right to the top of the Lantern books, and it hasn't really dropped off. Yeah. Um, where? How did? What? Why does John have uh, the weapon or shield? Yeah, I'm not quite sure why he's carrying that too. 
Um, let's go. Let me flip back to that issue of Core real quick. That's, I mean, that's got to be his shield, right? Yeah, I would assume. And why is it not yellow? And why is it not got a white trim? Well, maybe. Well, did it? Was it all? Did, did it always stay white even when he wasn't using it yeah, all the time? I think so. I don't know, but just like other people have pointed out, the whether even though you like to think it probably is that it probably is a plot point, but just like after got uh, John got his sapphire ring, you haven't seen it since. In, in any in any of the issues afterwards, so um, you assume he's probably holding it for a you know as an ace in the hole, but you don't see it. You, you don't have, you don't get any references to it. So yeah. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. All right. Then we are going to take a break, and when we come back, um. Feedback, I guess, and other things. Some uh, surprises here and there. Yeah, absolutely. Should have, we have a good amount of feedback to, to get to, so that should be that should be a lot of fun. All right, guys, we'll speak with you in just a moment. Sounds good. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, all those who choose to oppose his shield must yield. Unless you're a plane or a bomb or some ice, then he'll choose to take a nap because the ice seems nice. When Captain America throws his mighty shield! And we're back from break, and now it's time for some listener feedback, including social media stuff. Woohoo! <laughs> um, we saw, fell, well, I fell super far behind in this. So I uh, basically um, found out, found some key things, printed them out, and we're going to do it that way. Uh, first of all, uh, Dan uh, was. Uh, talking to us on, on Twitter, I had posted something about, uh, you know, we, we need reviews over on Stitcher. And we, and we do, guys. We do need some reviews over on Stitcher because I actually recently discovered we can have reviews on Stitcher. I guess I had never scrolled down far enough on, on our, uh, our podcast Stitcher feed to discover that we have that capability. So I was asking for some reviews. And Dan said, I'll review you right now. Mark, 7 out of 10. Chad, 2 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Even though I guess 70% isn't something to be happy about, but I guess by direct comparison, I guess. You, you, hey, you passed. <laughs> I know. That is, that it's is, a C. It's like, I, know, I look like an A student compared to the grade he gave you, though. On, 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 the, on the curve, I would be the A. <laughs> uh, I guess all I did was sign my name. That's <laughs> uh, all I got credit for. But Floto, being helpful, uh, <laughs> responded back and said, because I had said, you know, although we've been streaming on Stitcher for a while, we have no reviews. Can you fix that? Uh, and, and, and he had said, done and done. My review is being moderated and it should show up shortly. And it did. Uh, it did indeed. Thank you so much for that, Floto. I actually have it printed out right here so we can talk about it. He gave us five stars and said whether you have a passing interest in superhero comics or you're a diehard Green Lantern fan, you need to have this podcast in your favorites list. Packed with the latest GL comic book reviews and retrospective reviews of Lantern books from years gone by. The Lantern cast scores highly in the geek cred stakes. Entertaining, educational, and not afraid to have an opinion. Lord knows the last part's true. <laughs> Speaking of. Newsarama. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> oh man. Every, every, see, every time, and as I pointed out, I mean, I, I don't have as many issues with Newsarama. I think as <laughs> well, you we're do not at going times. on a tangent, are we? <laughs> no, it's going to be brief. But every single time I see somebody go, somebody 
and like on the page talk about whether it's oh you need to change you know the way the you, you know the, the interact the way it loads you know to the, the viewer to look at previews and things like that or whether it's you know one of those quote unquote mis misleading titles to try to to get conversation going that whenever I see that now <laughs> all, all I think about is you so that's a good but I think that's a good thing though Chad thank you I appreciate that uh, Dan lately uh, not lately he in a late fashion joined in on the threshold stuff and he said lantern cast it's your collateral damage threshold hashtag threshold <laughs> It's damaged. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and then Scott says, uh, "Was it me or was was Marble?" He, he calls you by your last name. <laughs> was it? Well, I guess that that could be uh, that could be kind of good. It could be. It's like a, I don't know. It's like my battle cry. It's like my. It's like my my recording name. It's Marble. <laughs> so I think it was what 204 that we had. We were covering the first part of Godhead. And, so. and he said, uh, was it me or was Marvel giving away too many spoilers for Green Lantern 36? <laughs> hashtag GLcast, hashtag Godhead Act 1 only, hashtag Black Hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I guess I did. I did kind of. But it was so but it was so relevant, though. I mean, it's really relevant as we, as we talked about in this issue. It was so relevant to the whole Sinestro how relationship and also even what he was saying to like Des, that that it gives you more context. Uh, one of the reasons why he 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 used a you know the specific words about uh, calling him a schemer that there was that there was a re- specific reason why he said that. So, but yes, next time I'll try to I will try I'll I will try to do that from going forward and hopefully even in this episode I did since unfortunately based on the release schedule that is the same the final part of act two came out the same day as the first part of act three i will try hopefully i did a good job at not doing the same thing again <laughs> uh also in 204 i had mentioned that the green lantern green arrow podcast was returning and scott said i'm all over the green lantern green arrow episode next week and then andy said excellent this year's episode only joking chat <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks guys um I'm, I'm not doing. Oh, by the way, guys, I'm not doing Twitter and Facebook for the Green Lantern Green Arrow podcast. It's just emails and voicemails. Uh, so that's that's just to help keep the episodes shorter. So that's the only time I'll mention that on this epi- on this show. Um, Dwayne said, "I finally figured out what I'm going to do for the Lantern Cast contest. Should be able to work on it next week." Uh, Dwayne, you tweeted that out on November 16th. We still haven't gotten anything from you, buddy. He's going to send it in at 11.58 Eastern Standard Time on New Year's Eve, and he will win the contest at this rate. No, actually, I got a Facebook message from one of our listeners uh, that he is working on something with his band, and I said, band. So that's cool. So at least two entries. dog dogfight to see who gets it under the wire. <laughs> oh, wow. Um then I said, uh, I said on Twitter, I said, morning listener. I said, good morning, listeners. Quick note, my phone's Twitter notifications have been turned off. So I might be a tad slower to respond than I usually do. I did that on purpose, actually, because my phone, I, I still completely encourage uh, interacting with us on Twitter as much as you want, as often as you want, as at any time you want. But at the time, I had Twitter notifications for the Lantern Cast turned on on my phone. So basically... Mark, you've heard my text tone that uh, Power Rangers, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> okay, that thing 
that sound would go off anytime someone uh, either replied to, yeah, replied to a or uh, a tweet or uh, had tagged us in a tweet. Well, someone had uh, someone was like basically break. They had a lot to say about a certain topic, so they were breaking up their whole two paragraph long statement into individual tweets. So at about three o'clock in the morning, my phone just kept going. I was like, God damn it! So I shut it off, and then Scott says, "Turn it back on, but turn off the vibrate on silent." Sweet dreams. He said, "Just wait till you have kids, and you have to be up regularly at three a.m." Oh man! And then in reference to the Green Lantern Green Arrow podcast, Scott says, "I've been looking forward to this for two years," and then Andy says. uh GLGA episode four is awesome, great stuff. Uh, and then Floto says, <laughs> "WTF? I only just listened to GLGA number four, and number five is already up. Have I t- stumbled into a divergent time stream?" <laughs> uh, and then Floto he also says, uh, "These have been great shows. Your interest in the subject matter really comes across." And then Andy says, "Great episode. I'll email in the next couple of days." Uh, so thanks, guys, for all the the positive. GLGA related feedback I'm getting over on Twitter. That's awesome. Um, have you had a chance to listen to either of those yet, Mark? I haven't listened. I am so far behind. I apologize. I mean, I'm behind even on our, our own episode. Oh, so don't I, even worry about it. <laughs> I do. I it's it's not like I'm not. I'm avoiding it or I just playing catch up at work. Having been away, it's just it's making it it's making it difficult to catch up. So hopefully, I'm gonna between the end of this week and hopefully. At the absolute latest, end of next week, hopefully I will be completely caught up with everything that you and you and I have put out. But I am woefully behind. And I do definitely apologize for it. No, don't worry about it. No big deal. No, it is. I think it's a big deal. So, uh, Number four and number five are under an hour apiece. So you're good You're good there. Uh, Jesse says, happy anniversary, Lantern Cast. And Floto said, uh, I had tweeted out, by the way, happy anniversary to us, November 16th. 2008 saw the airing of episode zero six years of lantern cast and floto said congrats and jesse said happy anniversary yeah and our first years in the can now that's right that's right absolutely because we took over with the fifth anniversary so that's cool um so uh, then Dwayne asked of both us and tyler kirkham has alan scott always worn his power ring on his left hand and i told him that it was uh, Golden Age GL was the left middle finger, Silver Age was right. Uh, I'll get into that later on. Uh, but I, I answered the question, and I said, they don't call us lanternologists for nothing. Actually, technically, we called ourselves that. Still counts, Still counts right? <laughs> it's the same thing. He says, if it's on a business potato, card. Potato, potato. He says, if it's on a business card, it counts. <laughs> it's not on a business card. We should get on that. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, I have a business card right here. Is it on the business card? Hold on. Nope, the foremost Green Lantern podcast on the internet. And then the email and voicemail. Damn it. Oh, uh, actually, I gave, I gave the, I was out grocery shopping today. It's tangent. I was out grocery shopping today, and I saw a dude wearing a, uh, a uh, Indigo Tribe t-shirt. Right? So I, I, <laughs> I feel like such a creep. I was over in the produce section, and I, that was going to be the last part of my stop. And then I remembered I needed milk. So I was starting to turn around, and then I saw this dude wearing the Indigo Tribe t-shirt, and I was like, if he's wearing an Indigo Tribe t-shirt, I'm pretty sure he's a fan. So I basically kind of followed this guy over to the meat section. <laughs> you were checking out the guy's meat. Not good, Chad. Uh, Not yeah, good. Uh-huh. And I walk up to him. And I say, I, 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 Indigo Tribe, are you, are you a fan of Green Lantern? 
And he kind of lifts his hand up, and I see he's wearing a ring. He's wearing an Aroba Silver ring. <laughs> I'm wearing my Aroba Silver ring. <laughs> I assume I assume it was his indigo. I'm assuming. No, no, no. It was a, it was one of the silver Green Lantern rings with the Green Lantern symbol and uh, kind of green stuff uh, in the center of the symbol on the sides of the symbol, and the rest of it, uh, including the symbol itself, and the rest of the ring was silver. Okay. I don't know. I don't. He, I didn't know what type it was. But yeah, he he's been stationed overseas and hasn't had a chance to listen, uh, or not 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 listen, but uh, read any of the issues for the past year. He said last he read, Rise of the Third Army was happening, or was about to end up, or wrap up rather. So he's he's got about a years years plus worth of stories to catch up on. So I gave him a business card and told him to listen in. I said we've been going six years, man. So. Uh, We've covered all that stuff, so as you catch up, man, feel free to listen in. He's like, all right. So if you're listening and you're caught up now, uh, thank you for your service, and uh, welcome back, man. And knock. <laughs> and knock. That's what I thought you That's what I really thought you were going to say, <laughs> that you followed, you followed the guy into the produce section just to look at him until he made eye contact with you and say, knock. <laughs> <laughs> and if he didn't get it, you would have been in big trouble. <laughs> what the wrong with you, man? Uh, then Dwayne tweeted out with Justin Jordan leaving New Guardians at issue 40 which we talked about earlier this episode who do you, who do you guys want to take a look take the book next and I said my gut choice is Tony Bedard uh, my out of left field choice is Francis Manipal just cause and he said either would be a great choice I just want to see Francis Manipal on a lantern book and I kind of want to see him on New Guardians because I think the crazy cosmic all over the DC Universe space stuff with lanterns would look cool with his fun kind of style. With and, and of course, as a pipe dream, I wouldn't. You you always think it would be nice to have Ron Mars right, revisiting the book, especially in in since the landscape has changed so much. That's true. <laughs> that but we'll, we will see. And of course, the question will also be whether that book survives. And then yeah, you know, just based on the the uh, semantics of but Mr. Jordan. And wrote that it left it open to interpretation, which may be just up, you know, may mean absolutely nothing, but it certainly has given some people the idea that that may suggest or or does suggest that that book isn't going to be long for the Green Lantern universe. But we will see. Hopefully, that's just not. Hopefully, that's not the case. Yeah. Uh, and then last tweet we've got from Scott was today, actually, as we record this. Uh, have you considered breaking up the Godhead Acts into two podcasts? Waiting too long to hear your thoughts on John and GLC thirty six. And I tweeted back and said, chill out, uh, <laughs> because we were recording it tonight. But uh, I've tried. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're hearing it now, Scott. Are you good? You calm down. <laughs> I got. I gave you two Green Lantern, Green Arrow podcasts, and you've been waiting for those. Can you, can you just hold on a sec? <laughs> listen, to, listen to me bitching about it. <laughs> I gave you the best podcast of my life. <laughs> Our listeners want more of us, and they, they, they enjoy our show so much, they like all aspects of it and ask for more quicker, and I complain. <laughs> it, wasn't a real, it wasn't a real complaint, guys. It was not real. Oh, but that's the end of Twitter. Um, so <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, so <laughs> so we, we got several emails. Do you want to go ahead and uh, take the one from Andy? Sure, we'll do we'll do Andy and just kind of break it. I guess we'll break it up paragraph by paragraph or point by point. Okay. Um, hi guys. Well, that paragraph will not be dissected. <laughs> I have just finished 
Hello, Andy. <laughs> Hi, Andy. I have just finished listening to episode 204. Thanks for yet another great episode. You're welcome, America. Uh, getting six books covered in one show was impressive and with a good balance of commentary. For example, Red Lanterns didn't need much discussion. I agree with Mark's overview, and I thought that the story was better than I expected. Yeah, yeah, better than I expected, but still the weaker of them because not a whole heck of a lot happens. That that even even a whole heck of a lot that's really pivotal to this. I mean, I guess I guess when you when you take into consideration what happens in the issue we just covered. Then yeah, I guess you kind of needed that build up, but technically, couldn't you have just squeezed that pre- prior issue and this one together, and it still would have made sense? Oh yes, I agree, and I think he's. I I also interpret. I think he's talking about the Godhead story was better than he thought, right. not just that issue. Right. But but either way, I you're 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 one hundred percent correct that the first issue of the Act One issue of Red Lanterns was essentially. It almost was filler. Yeah. It probably was the least substantial of all of them. Uh, but this, the Act Two issue, I thought was I thought was much better. So, um, next paragraph. What I thought about when I read the books was that they could be read in one of two ways. On one level, they can be enjoyed as what they are, and they are a good read. On the other hand, if you start to think too much about a con- about continuity and past history, you can quickly and easily find fault with them. Mm-hmm. That's probably I agree with that. Yeah. You were dead right about the power levels. There's not much of a story when none of the cores can put up any resistance to the new gods. The writers have given themselves quite a challenge to turn that, that one around. Some things in that regard didn't make much sense to me. For instance, I always thought that Larflees is the embodiment of the orange energy and doesn't actually need the ring, so he shouldn't be so easily defeated. Did you think? Did you also think this, or have I got it wrong? Well, Ophidian was... Uh, his entity was trapped in his power battery, and uh, to my knowledge, Larfle- the Orange Core didn't have a central power battery, right? It was just the actual power battery that Larfleece... Larfleece's, yeah. Yeah, okay. And Ophidian was in that, and since there was only one Orange Lantern in terms of a physical being, not a construct, um, you know, Larfleece was, you know constantly charged like six six thousand percent or some crap like that uh but that doesn't necessarily mean he could use the power without the ring without the battery uh i think i i wonder because i haven't read we haven't read larfleys and i don't remember if the larfleys series was taking place and still being published uh up into the ends of lights out yeah it, it was but they never they never really gave us a I don't think they ever gave us the proper where it fit in continuity, where, this, where the events of yeah. his series fit in. But they did deal with the deal with the fact that he was basically a living battery. That is something that did come up during the, uh, I think the you know the revenge of the Orange Lanterns or Revolt of the Earth, whatever whatever they called it when the, when the the all the avatars came back to life. Yeah. So I think when I and how I approached this question when I answered it to when I emailed him back was that technically speaking they didn't really all they did was take his ring they didn't really fight him they didn't really defeat they didn't physically defeat him they just kind of like almost did a flash thing and run by him and rip the ring off his finger yeah so it's possible though we have no evidence of this it's possible that Lorflees, if could have put up a better fight than maybe many if not all the other individual lanterns if push came to shove 
they just that didn't happen. You could also kind of speculate that maybe that's why they approached Lord Fleas the way they did. Yeah. If they had an, if they really understood what who they were if they had done enough reconnaissance to know what they were dealing with, then maybe that's why they took that approach of doing a you know like a drive by essentially and taking the getting the ring off his finger so they wouldn't have to deal with him going toe to toe because he would be more of a threat. Right. But maybe as Act Three plays out, maybe we'll get more of an explanation of that. But sometimes you don't hold your breath. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Uh, so he goes regarding the new gods. You were half right about High Father and Dark Side sons. Orion is Dark Side's son, but it is Mister Miracle Scott Free who is High Father's son. The two were swapped out when they were young in order to maintain peace between New Genesis and Apocalypse. That is why Orion comes across as somewhat aggressive, which is still which is. Continuing previous continuity, essentially, mm -hmm. based on his personality. Mr. Miracle is currently on Earth 2. The rest of the new gods haven't shown up on Earth 2 yet. Okay. However, I think that DC has a bit of, of a continuity problem with the new gods in general. We know that the Green Lantern history pre and post New 52 is relatively intact in this history. John Stewart was part in this history, John Stewart was partly responsible for the destruction of Zanshi. This happened in Cosmic Odyssey, a story in which the new gods played a big part in cooperation with the superheroes of Earth, including the Lanterns. If we assume that Cosmic Odyssey is erased from the history, then the John Stewart fatality relationship is fundamentally changed. If it is still a part of history, then the new gods have memory problems. <laughs> uh, let's go. What do you guys think? Is the whole of GL history intact, or is it selectively erased to suit whichever story is currently being told? The latter. <laughs> <laughs> And I and I and I try to give a little bit more benefit of the doubt. I don't think it's that blatant where literally it's like you know, who's ever sitting down at a given moment just kind of rewrites history or for, or forgets potentially what was you know how it was reworked like three months ago. But we know it's not entirely intact, and we keep going back to the same point, which is the Coast City was supposedly not destroyed now, but yet how became Parallax, and we've still never gotten anything close to an explanation how that. That how that was even remotely possible <laughs> in the context of everything we've ever seen, how that would make it make any sense. So most and we're kind of going to and, and as you know, Godhead comes to an end, we're going to get a little bit more of a trip down that down that street because of the fact that we're going to be dealing with Mongol, who seemingly is the Mongol that was part of the Sinestro Corps and, and ripped out Orkillo's tongue and everything else, but yet, as we know from Villains Month, they didn't, that origin they gave him did not seem like it was the same Mongol. So it's going to be, an in, it's going to be seeing, interesting to see how they kind of dodge that bullet too, since even in the New 52, we saw the pre-New 52 Mongol, the one who was trapped in the central power battery, we actually saw a couple of panels of him after Hal and Sinestro deactivated the power battery on on Corridor. Right. That we saw him floating underneath, which I which I thought was actually a nice touch at the time to not forget that he was trapped in the central power battery. That they kind of acknowledged that. So maybe some of these pieces are going to come into you know going to come into place now once we get into that arc. But Green Lantern history not completely intact, more intact than pretty much almost everything else, along with Batman, but. I don't think we're ever going to know since they did, obviously didn't a whole, do a whole lot of pre-planning. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't read Cosmic Odyssey yet, and actually it's the third time I've heard it mentioned today. 
so I I think that means it'll be in my near future. So that so that wraps up his email. Yep. So Jesse, Thanks, we'll do Jesse. Hey guys, I was looking at some sales figures and also thinking about the Godhead storyline. It makes me think that some Lantern books won't survive, specifically Red Lanterns and New Guardians. I think Charles Sewell signing exclusively with Marvel is the nail in the coffin for Red Lanterns. He was probably the only thing keeping that book alive. I think Kyle will go back to being just a green at the end of Godhead. Also, I haven't seen any tweets from Justin Jordan lately about New Guardians. Of course, we've dealt with that already. <laughs> now I'm just speculating. Now I'm just speculating. I'd like to know what you think. Um, I, I, you, I, I see you replied to him. Uh, by the way, guys, if someone replies back to your email, it's probably Mark. <laughs> Not exclusively, but I try. I try to. Whenever I see an email, I do try to reply quickly. Yes. Yeah. I do the same thing at work, so I think it's. I think. I think it helps. I think it get builds a good rapport between or a good re- relationship. I think to yeah to do that. So. Um. I, you, you said the same thing. I, I I agree with you. I think I think Kyle remains white. I don't think he goes back to being a green. If he goes back to being a green, I'm gonna be kind of pissed because as as I've stated again and again and again and again, I think Kyle is a good god character. Like I don't uh, giving him the power of a god without the attitude of a god fits Kyle Rayner. I think perfectly. Um, so I think that works. Uh, as far as Red Lanterns and New Guardians, I think regardless of what happens, regardless of who comes on the book, I think Red Lanterns and New Guardians are days are numbered anyways. It just depends on it's it's a matter of when, not a matter of if, because I probably I seriously doubt we can maintain. And now we have five, but forgetting Sinestro, I seriously doubt we can maintain Five, four or five lantern titles for any substantial length of time. I think eventually it's going to go back to Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps. Uh, whether or not it's still Red Lanterns and New Guardians alongside that, or if it's just Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps, or if it's Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, and then they come up with some other different lantern title that takes the place of Red Lanterns and New Guardians, I don't know. But I don't think Red Lanterns and New Guardians is going to be sticking around now for any substantial long amount of time as we've just as we just discussed not too long ago um new guardians right now is the one that's probably the 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 only one as of the time we're recording this anyway it's the one that the future is not really is the most unclear we don't even we know it survives godhead you know based on the solicits we know all the books survive godhead we we do know the red lanterns and i and we can talk we'll probably talk about this then I think if more probably next episode because this episode we have a lot of stuff to deal with. The Red Lanterns they already have a new you know a new creator, a new writer for Red Lanterns, so they do they do have a direction that they're going with for Red Lanterns. We know Sinestro, you know, Bun has pretty much said that you know he's going to be writing Sinestro for the near future and you know as. Things may things may eventually come in the, come in the way, but as far as he's concerned, you know he's going to write that book as long as DC wants him to write that book because because he likes doing it, which is good because we like reading it. <laughs> so I think Sinestro is going to be safe for a while. Yeah, overall I agree. Red Lanterns and New Guardians, you don't know. I mean, New Guardians could definitely be folded into a Green Lantern Corps kind of book, especially with we don't know what we don't know what's going to happen to the actual New Guardians themselves yet we don't know if after godhead if they 
we kind of get the impression that after Godhead, they're going to be more of a back on all our hands on kind of thing. And if that's the case, then that certainly would help or feed the speculation that the New Guardians book may not really have a pur- can't say it doesn't have a purpose, but it may not have any real focal point anymore. That it could be kind of aimless to try to get a direction of, where, of what this book is trying to be about and what it's trying to accomplish. Red Lanterns, I don't know. Red Lanterns, we kind of suspected that they were going to be in trouble once Charles Sewell left because even as good as that book has been, the sales have not been great. <laughs> but the book's been great, but the sales haven't been great. So now you have the first, you know, you, you, know, you have the another turnover on creative teams for two of these books. It's going to be, yeah, I, I would agree that I think those books are the ones on the chopping block first. I would certainly be stunned if Sinestro got the, got the axe before either one of those books at the moment. Not just because of the way it's, how it's being written, and it's just the fact that Sinestro also is seemingly a much... He's a big factor in where we're going with Green Lantern and in the mythology and the mythos. So I think it's important that that book serves a purpose. And there seems to be a direct I, – they, they have a game plan for what Sinestro was trying to do with the, what the Yellow Lanterns are trying to accomplish. So I think that book, for many reasons, is safe right now. So we will see. I mean it would be nice if Green – I don't – I haven't really paid much attention. We should do this. Certainly we should do it by the time we do Act 3 about the sales for how Godhead has been selling. Because you'd like to think it would be nice if this story arc would give a big boost to Green Lantern. and As in long term, not just a short term thing. And then it drops like a rock as soon as you go back to the regular issues. But we are not – we certainly are far removed from the golden age you know, of Green Lantern when it came – when it has – during the Jeff Johns run. Certainly – from a sales and interest point of view, and who knows if we're gonna what it will take to get us back to that point, but we're certainly nowhere near it at the moment. So, almost all the books, other than the flagship title, probably at least are in jeopardy as far as their current continuity or game plan or focal point. Core could still survive and be totally changed around, especially if Guy and Kyle get you know kind of merged back into it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Facebook. Facebook. All right. Uh, I was talking about the uh, uh, anniversary of the Lantern cast, and uh, Juan says, great, good, guys. I can't even remember the other guys that are doing the Sliders cast. And then Dan responded, yeah, those those guys suck. (laughs) Oh, man. And then inspired by Dwayne's tweets about uh, the ring being on which hand, I said, well, it is common. I said, uh, history lesson time. So you guys get a history lesson, too. This time it's inspired by Dwayne over on Twitter. I said, while it is commonly known that modern Green Lanterns, Silver Age and onward, wear their rings primarily on the middle finger of their right hand, assuming their physiology allows for this, the Golden Age Green Lantern, Alan Scott, wore his ring on the middle finger of his left hand. The choice of ring placement for Alan was made by creator Martin O'Dell. Despite heavy involvement by John Broom and Gil Kane in the creation of Hal Jordan, the decision to switch the hand was made by Julie Schwartz, grand architect of the Silver Age of DC Comics. And then Dwayne said, I wonder why the middle finger. Could it be so that Alan could wear a wedding ring on the same hand? And I said, I'm not certain. Uh, That is a side of the story I haven't heard before. Fortunately, we have the fortune of counting Mr. Nodell's granddaughter, Jackie Nodell, among the friends of the show. Perhaps she might know. And uh, Dwayne says, uh, Dowd says, I actually saw it as centering uh, centering it on the hand. I always wore mine on the middle finger, not realizing I was following tradition. 
And uh, then Dwayne said, I wonder if they factored in the GL ring placement when deciding on the placement of the Legionnaire ring. And then Dowd says, it makes it just makes sense to me to have it on the middle finger. It's a fist, so the ring should be in the, on the middle. The ring finger is for a special ring. To put something else there feels like it cheapens that hallowed spot. Dwayne says, the Legionnaire ring is on the right finger of the right hand, if memory serves me right. And uh, Jackie actually uh, responded, because I had tagged her, and uh, Jackie Nodell, she's, like I said, granddaughter of uh, Alan Scott, uh, Alan Scott's creator, Martin Odell. And she says, I'm sad to say I don't know, but I will keep my eyes peeled and ears open if I ever hear anything to explain it further. So that's cool. And then... Uh, uh, I we actually got a new follower that uh, Mark and I were uh, interacting w- uh, with Christian Fuentes. So Christian, thank you for he's actually he's not really new. He's he's kind of an he's he's an old old listener, but back back uh, a new I guess right. Yes, that he he's new for us. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's 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 acknowledged. He's acknowledged our worth now, so now now he's accepted us as one as one of one of the one of the tribe. <laughs> oh man, uh, we we had a good back and forth, and I won't read the whole thing. But at one point, he goes, "Spoiler question: Does it come up that you guys are dealing with the cross with crossover after lantern crossover?" I could imagine a rant or two. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I could imagine a rant or two, or a quote, what the hell." <laughs> And then Mark Mark said, "Oh yeah, that, that is not lost on us. Our rants are our Chad's more, but not exclusively middle name." <laughs> uh, he says, "I rather love it when a host rants, whether I agree with it or not. Food for thought, either way." <laughs> so that's, he's gonna love yeah, us. You're gonna, you're gonna love our rants, man. Uh, so that was that was Christian Fuentes. Uh, he he stopped listening in 2012, right? Is that what he said? I think. I think that's yeah, right. so he's he's back now and he's listening. Uh, but he's he's starting back with what did he say? He said, uh, uh, which one here? He's starting with uh, episode one forty one. So there's that. <laughs> uh, so that's that's it for Facebook. Do you want to cover uh, uh, Gmail? I can uh, or an email. I can do one of them if you if you. Yeah, do the do do the do the tweet ones as it'd be appropriate if you do that one. <laughs> okay. All right. If it'll freaking load, there we go. Oh, he says this might be the twentieth tweet. The the twentieth. What the fuck? Am I... <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> well, I'm, it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said this might be the funniest tweet reply I have ever seen and it's a, a tweet we have uh, a follower on Twitter who I think is confusing us because our name is Lanterncast he keeps asking us on Twitter where the where the actors are so he thinks that we are actually the cast of Green Lantern <laughs> the movie <laughs> and I and he, he he doesn't seem to get it uh, uh, I don't think he's a follower I think he's just you know trying to get you know, any any Green Lantern stuff I, I think it's just a kid on on, on Twitter and I, he won't get it so I, I in all caps with periods after every word I said this is a podcast about Green Lantern we have nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> and then I included a, we- a link to Wikipedia's definition of a podcast. <laughs> 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 so, 
So I was being an ass. I <laughs> I definitely agree with that. But I tried to be cordial and tried to figure out what this particular individual on Twitter was trying to ask of us. And they just kept repeating themselves. And I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> so, so you tried to be a charming I, ass. I, I tried else. to be a charming, impatient asshole. And it did not work out. So I just became <laughs> an asshole. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... You want to do Scott's Godhead comments, part one? Yep. <laughs> part uno. We'll just do the whole thing. Yeah, I know. As, as, hi, guys. As part of the Twitter contingent, I wanted to join in on the emails coming through to you guys today. I only had a few comments tonight. First, I want to say how bitterly disappointed I am that Red Lanterns is a part of Godhead. Issue 35 with Guy meeting up with Baz was an absolute huge waste of time. No need to comment on that, guy. Man, we, we agree well, with you. Uh, we're in the same club. Uh, as we know, Charles Sewell only has a few issues left with us, and he has been absolutely fantastic so far. Why does he have to be dragged into yet another event like this? Second, how long into Godhead do we have to wait until we see Darkseid's side of the story? You better not show up in Act 3, Part 6, or whatever the last issue is. Actually, now that I think about it, Darkseid will probably show up in the last issue and will kick off the next event. What do you think? Thanks, Scott, self-appointed head of your Canadian Twitter contingent. <laughs> I don't think Darkseid's showing up at all, honestly. I don't think so either. He's, <laughs> he's busy over in Future's End or whatever. No, uh, World's End and Earth 2. Although, I don't know if he is. Uh... But then again, I, to be fair, I never really thought Darkseid was showing up in this event. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's a logical assumption because you are dealing with dealing with the new gods and because because Highfather is just so friggin' off off the deep end about obsessing about Darkseid. Like, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll um, read his Act 2 email uh, to, 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 to go in with what he's saying here because he kind of – because he mentions Darkseid. Uh, he said, oh, I saw your tweet today about Godhead Act 2, and to tell you the truth, I'm bored. We're 11 issues in to a 17-issue story arc, and there's absolutely no sign of a war with Darkseid coming in this story. I apologize if you guys are loving this, quote, epic event, but I can't. I just can't wait for it to end so the titles can go back to their individual stories. I'm flabbergasted that five titles are in on this and hardly anything has happened that couldn't have been told in a fraction of the issues. I'm ranting now, so while I'm at it, I cannot believe how easily Kyle gave up the white ring. Can you believe we're already two trade paperbacks into this story? Are you guys going to buy the hardcovers? Looking forward to your thoughts on this podcast. You, as you've already heard our thoughts, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm not buying the hardcovers. <laughs> I'm not buying the hardcovers. I'm not buying the soft covers. Yeah, I, I haven't. <laughs> I'm not buying the wallpaper version of the toilet paper version. I of don't this. think. Not because I hate it, just because. I have the issues. I really don't need to own it in another form. Right. I don't think I, um, I don't think I've bought a single trade, whether it be soft cover or hard cover, of the new creative teams at all, regardless of which series I like or not. Now, I think Sinestro, I'll probably get the first trade because that has nothing to do with Godhead, uh, but it's it's its own standalone kind of little story arc, and it's good. And I think I will probably end up getting the soft covers of the Red Lantern series by Charles Soule because up until Godhead, it's basically its own, it's its own thing. I mean, I know it crosses over with Supergirl, but I think they're trading it that way too. So there's that. I want to get new. I want to get New Guardians in trade format, and I think I could. 
but I don't think I don't think it's going to be worth it because too many of those issues cross over. Um, so yeah, there's there's that. Um, but yeah, no, <laughs> and yes, I agree with you. I've been saying it for a long time, and now you guys are finally feeling the uh, <laughs> the horribleness of what it means to be constantly crossing over with everything else that's in the family of titles <laughs> is if my point early 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 on now a year ago when mark and i first took over this show it wasn't made then it's being made now that you're experiencing a 17 part crossover storyline across five titles <laughs> you guys get it now <laughs> you guys feeling what i'm feeling can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> what the chat is cooking? <laughs> um, For the dozens and dozens of chat fans. <laughs> it's like, and, you know, the, the ironic thing is about this, and as far as, as far as, you know, the White Lantern ring and Kyle giving it up, I'm sure at this point, hopefully, uh, I don't think it, I don't think it'll rank highly in the Lantern cast rant. Uh, pantheon compared to Chad's, but at this but at this point you would have already listened to I guess hopefully a my pseudo rant about my thoughts my thoughts on that. But Amen. I what Amen. I, I, mean, I, uh, I echo <laughs> your previously stated sentiments. <laughs> but it's like I don't know. I I think this I do like Act Two as I've said. I like Act Two better than Act mm-hmm. One, and I'm not as completely banging my head against the wall that this is 17 issues long now as I was when this first thing started, yeah. especially because I didn't like really, I didn't like the one shot too much and Green Lantern. I didn't, you know, part two, act one, part two didn't do much for me either. So now I'm already, I'm a little more invested in And I thought there was a little more that happened in act two. Yes. It could have been much shorter. It didn't need to be, you didn't really need three acts. Yes. You could have made it at least two acts, <laughs> cut it down at least an act. But I'm interested to see how it plays out. Now they now they could completely screw this up by the time we get to the you know to the to the finale, and it's like wow this really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean everything I thought this thing was going to be when they when I first heard about it, I, it's it's back. But at least I'm not as you know I'm not completely as turned off by it. But again I also like you mentioned too I never really thought Dark Side was going to be factoring into this other than <laughs> being the poster child for High Father's obsession. <laughs> So, but we'll see how we'll, we have, but what, what we have five, five more parts, right? Five more parts. We have all the issues, the, yeah. the other four issues. The and then we have, I and then we have you the, saying parts with acts. I thought five more acts. Oh God, if we had five, forget it. If we had, if we had, if we had five, if we had five more Podcast acts, we would have put ourselves in a cryogenic chamber and thaw us out. Podcast and then, over. Then maybe we'll, <laughs> Because we have, we still have core New Guardians, Red Lantern, Sinestro, and, and and it's an annual, right? One of the annuals ends this thing. Yes, I right. Think so, so yeah, so we still have a lot to go, but hopefully, hopefully it'll be halfway decent. But I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right, and then uh, you want me to read this last one, or you want to take it? His thoughts on Justin Jordan. Oh, that's right. Because it's you. Uh, what would you prefer? You oh, I'll take it. it? Uh, uh, okay. Scott says, uh, I mean, we've, we've already made our thoughts known, but he's chiming in here. He says, Justin's Jor- Justin Jordan is leaving, and I'm pissed. In my opinion, he was the best writer in the series. 
We agree with you there. And although he took the high road with his comments about leaving, I have a feeling this the stifling environment around constantly being interrupted by ridiculously long, quote, epic events killed his creativity. The few two-issue stories that we were able to get from him on New Guardians were great, and I look forward to his future titles. Bummed out in the heart of Canadian actor Scott. <laughs> Now, now, now that's an email, Scott. That's right. <laughs> Justin, if you're listening, there you go, buddy. We we echo his sentiments. You are sorely missed, or will be sorely missed. And uh, you probably won't admit to it online, but I think he, I think Scott's right, at least in a fashion. I was he could be right in a fashion. I mean, based on what Justin said, that more or less this had been like a year in the making of him leaving. Yeah. If I remember correctly, that reading what he said, that more or less. The, the timing of his departure was pretty much, I guess, DC and he kind of, one way or the other, they knew, you know, that his, that basically he was going to have a, a year ago that he was going to be leaving around this time. So it, it, that could, it could be, it, it could be a, dri- it could be a driving force on that. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the ra- it'll be interesting to see how, if any, you know, in any measurable way, what this whole New Gods crossover really does for not just DC, but does for Green Lantern, because I don't, I'm not really on that level. I'm still not really feeling it. But then again, you know, my feelings about the New Gods are pretty straightforward anyway. I mean, I don't find them particularly interesting or worth reading about for the most part. So I don't know. It's some something, especially in Green Lantern land, definitely is not. You know, something is something something is rotten in Oa <laughs> or Mogo. Uh, something is amiss. Even though, to be fair, I think at least in the last few issues of Green Lantern, this has kind of been Vendetti's best work. I think <laughs> consistently, anyway. As, I've enjoyed reading Hal Jordan. You know, and that's something in most of his issues so far. I can't really necessarily say that's the case, but. but maybe because he's been interacting a little more with Sinestro, and they always play off each other well too. But and even even him and Black Hand, I think they inter, they've interacted. I think the Green Lantern issues of uh, Godhead, spoiler alert, including the one that just came out. I think they all do you know a pretty good job of getting Hal Jordan to be more like the Hal Jordan we know. So I think that's I do think that's a plus anyway that's come out of this. All right, guys, that is that for feedback. Now, we do have our, you know, you know, just talk about the contest and the closing real quick. But I did receive something in the mail a few weeks ago. Um, there is a guy by the name of David Golding. And he is, uh, I'll read from the back of this book here. David Golding is a British comic book artist and writer with an artistic style which has been compared to that of Alex Ross, Brian Hitch, Doug Braithwaite, and the late, great Jack Kirby. Predominantly a comic book illustrator, he has also worked heavily in the U.S. and U.K. film and TV industry as a designer and storyboard artist. Uh, he has actually come up, you might have heard me mention it before, maybe even on the podcast itself, the greatest comic quiz book in the multiverse. Um, I had saw this as, as an announcement out of uh, San Diego, and I had tweeted, um, there goes my, my I, I, I'm hitting puberty, guys, if, in case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, no, what had happened? A very special episode of the Lantern. <laughs> a, a while back, we got a new follower on Twitter, and I recognized the name, 
and I clicked on it, and it was this guy. It was David Golding. And I was like, I knew I recognized this name. So I tweeted him and told him, hey, uh, I'm really excited for your quiz book. Uh, you know, I, I heard about it being mentioned, and I can't wait to get my own copy. I just need to, you know, when it, when it comes out, I'll have to, I'll have to, you know, save up some shekels and, and get it. And he actually sent me a, uh, a preview copy of it for free. Uh, and he even did a little sketch in the front of Kilowog um, on, on, the, on the title page. Uh, so and that was awesome of him. Uh, completely, completely free. All he asks is that we read a couple of the questions on the air, and of course, guys, we're going to. Not just because he asked us to, because it's a comic quiz book and it's broken down into sections. Now, unfortunately, since he gave me the book, I have all the answers. I know all the answers, so I can't quiz myself because that won't be fair. But what I have, I have done is I have asked Mark because there there is a Green Lantern section in here specifically to Green Lantern. Now, there are other sections in here that relate to, like, the JSA and the Justice League and other stuff that are Green Lantern-related, but more specific to those topics. This is a section of 50 questions specific to Green Lantern. To make it fair to Mark, I have told him to randomly pick five numbers between 1 and 50, and I will ask him that, those questions, give him a second to answer it. If he can't answer it, I will give him the, 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 the three multiple choice options that are available. Now, Mark, if, if, you, if you know right away you're going to need the, the multiple choice, just let me know and I'll tell you right away. Sounds okay, good. Okay, so let me, let me – I'm on the section for, for the, uh, the Green Lantern questions. Let me just get to the answers real quick. So, okay, so there they are. Now, what is your first number choice between 1 and 50? 22. What was the name of the android army created by the Guardians? The Manhunt. That's right. You are correct. One for one. Ding, ding, ding. Next number. Um, 28. 28. What is the name of the ancient entity who embodies the yellow light of fear? Parallax. There you go. There you go. Ching. Uh, question number three. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. All right. What is Saint Walker's real name? Brody. Brody what? Brody Walker. Yes. Isn't it? There you go. Well, you are correct. <laughs> Brody Biff Walker. <laughs> question number four. Um. Forty-one. Forty-one. In which space sector is the Black Lantern Central Power Battery located? Give me the choices. I think I know it, but give me the choices. A, Sector 616. B, Sector 666. C, Sector 911. <laughs> 666? Yes, sir, that is correct. <laughs> 911, baby, we need help. Um, what is... 49? Okay, 49, 49, 49. Tomar Ray is a native of which planet? Zudar? Is it Zudar? Yeah, uh, X-U-D-A-R. That is correct. Let me give you uh, one I think you might not get. Just okay. just for the heck of it. Uh, it's all right. I've done fairly well, so if I shit to bed on this one, I'm five, okay with five, it. Five. <laughs> um... What is the name of the ancient? Oh no! What is the name of the alien merchants, traders, slavers, and conquerors of the Vega star system? Is that the spider? Game? Yes. 
Yes, I, I figured you would get that, but that one would be a little harder for someone who isn't just a casual fan of Green Lantern or, or maybe even the Jeff Johns era. Uh, how about this? The Guardian Ganthet is a member of which go- godly overseers of the multiverse? Oh, 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 oh. The Quintet? The Quintessence. Quintessence, damn it. I knew it was something like that. It's been a while since I was... I was close. That's true. I was close. That's true. Um, but you're right. There were quintessence. I remember that all with with Gog and Magog and all that stuff too. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. How about this? Uh, what is the full name of the Golden Age Green Lantern? The full name. Yeah, I don't remember Alan Scott's full name. Alan Lad Wellington Scott. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how much you know about the Golden Age Green Lanterns. Let me ask you this. Um, who was the sidekick of the original Green Lantern? Oh, is that said Darby Dorble, whatever his name Doiby is? Doiby Dickles. That's it. <laughs> I knew it was, I knew there were double D's in there somewhere. <laughs> last. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. You can last you, one. I have no problem with you asking me about it, but yes, Alan Scott's definitely not my area of expertise. Uh, last one. From which planet does Kilowog originate? You got to get this one without Kilowog. me giving the options. Bolivar Vix. Bolivax Vic, but yes. Vax, okay. Yeah, it's Bolivax Vic, V-I-K, not, not Vix. That's it. But yeah, this, so this is the greatest comic book quiz comic quiz book in the multiverse. Um, it's actually, uh, it's it, it's available on Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Uh, it is actually, it's actually, uh, now I know for some of us out there, the, those questions might be a little easier, and actually David admitted to that. These these are these are meant for fans of comics. These are not meant for people like us. <laughs> we are we are self-proclaimed experts on Green Lantern. This is not you know expert brain bending stuff. This is this is meant for you to read you know cover to cover and quiz yourself on knowledge, not necessarily just say. Oh, let's see if I can do some brain busting Green Lantern questions or anything. So this is this is more overall comics, uh, comics than anything. Um, I mean, there's there's tons of stuff in here that that is uh, really awesome. I mean, I I'm a big fan of uh, of the Flash, and maybe I don't know some of some of the answers in here. So uh, uh, yeah, here we go. How about this? Uh, look, one of these DC Silver Age. Who is the creator of Metal Men? Um, it's either A, Dr. Will Magnus, B, Dr. Bill Magnum, or C, Dr. Phil Mangles. It's Magnus. I'm pretty sure it's Magnus. Let me see. Yes. Yes, it is. I knew that. I knew that uh, made sense. That, that, that was something. Um, volume 1 of DC Comics Showcase was canceled in 1970 with which issue? 93, 94, 95. Uh, 93? DC Comics was canceled. That was number 40. Yeah, ninety three. That was just a guess, though. Yeah, but, it was a good yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in here. Um, that's 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 pretty good. So uh, I actually I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was really looking forward to it when it was announced with uh, with uh, during San Diego because it's. I mean, I I haven't seen a quiz book that isn't. Um, specific to maybe DC or specific to Marvel or super easy or part of a game. This is just a quiz book period. And I thought that was a cool concept. 
Um, now, there's a lot of comic art in here, but because of licensing and stuff, I imagine he wasn't able to get, like, you know, DC stuff on here. So you'll see what looks like a lot of creator uh, indie uh, comics uh, images on the cover and on the inside throughout it. This is all David Golding's stuff, uh, his artwork. Uh, and I'll post a picture of not just the book, or actually, rather, I will post a link to the book, either yeah, either on it. Amazon or on Barnes & Noble, uh, wherever I can find it uh, first, and uh, post that on the Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook.com and search LanternCast, you should already be following us, or liking us there, rather, and you'll see that post on there. Uh, and I'll also post alongside that a picture of the sketch he did for me of Kilowog in the front cover. Uh, so feel free to follow David Golding on Twitter. And definitely buy his book. Uh, it's, there's all kinds of stuff in here. Let's see. The sections are Golden Age of Comics, Fawcett Comics, EC Comics, DC Comics, Golden Age, Superman, Batman and Robin, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, Aquaman, Hawkman, Justice Society, Adam, Green Arrow, Justice League, Teen Titans, Doom Patrol, Timely Comics, Captain America, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, Hulk, Avengers, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, there it goes on and on and on and on. There's even an image comic section and a modern age of comic section. Uh, there's there's all kinds of stuff in here, so uh, definitely definitely pick this up. Uh, it's back cover says uh, ten pounds ninety nine cents. Is that is 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 there a different word for cents <laughs> over on in the UK? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so 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 check that out now. Now we've already been recording way too long, but. Uh, Contest. You want me to breeze through it real quick, or you got it? Yes, breeze. You breeze, baby. Lantern Cast Testimonial Contest. Actually, guys, you know what? Screw it. There is a post over on the website, lanterncast.com, where I have listed all the questions you would be asking about that contest and what you need to do to win that contest. The prize, a softcover copy of Green Lantern Heroes Quest, the novel written by Denny O'Neill. A Green Lantern Rebirth collector set, which comes with a softcover copy of Green Lantern Rebirth, with two action figures of Green Lantern uh, Sinestro and Green Lantern Hal Jordan, both with their power battery and stands. Uh, there also is a set of Blackest Night rings from black through white, although white and black, I don't believe, are pictured in the picture that's on uh, the website. What you have to do, come up with some creative way of expressing your love and fandom of the Lantern cast. Whether it be about the main podcast or Green Lantern Green Arrow podcast, whether you want to write a song, make a piece of art, edit some prior episodes into some cool collaboration thing, write an awesome review, um, I don't know, uh, create a YouTube series or video review about the show. I don't know. Figure out something. If you can't, if you if you have an idea but aren't sure it'll work, email us at lanterncast.com. Let us know what the idea is, and chances are it's probably right. And the contest ends at 11:59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on December 31st. At that point, Mark and I will grab all the entries we've received, pick our top five favorite, toss them in a hat, and. Uh, then we will choose uh, out of the hat which one wins the grand prize of the prizes I have just mentioned. There is no second place. And if we receive less than five, Mark and I will just pick our collective favorite. I hope, I hope, I hope we do not receive less than five. But please, please, please email those to lanterncast at gmail.com with all necessary attachments and or links. Mark, how else can they contact us? They can contact us by emailing us at lanterncast at gmail.com, lanterncast at gmail.com. 
can visit our website, lanterncast.com, which is now once again Indonesian-free. You can access our forums besides checking out galleries, our galleries, and other things. You can product review, uh, new episodes of the Ring Cyclopedia, things, exciting things of that nature. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. You can use hashtag GLCast to find us on both. We are on iTunes and Stitcher, and if you like us on both, please leave us a positive review. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, call us at 708-LANTERN. 708-LANTERN, and let us know what you think. All right, guys. Next episode, we don't even know. Uh, (laughs) Something cool, because we have a whole other act of Godhead to get out to the public before... Well, we don't have to get it out to the public. Uh, but we have to wait on a whole other act of Godhead before we do another Godhead current issue review. So I'm imagining something fun. I'm, a na- I'm imagining probably another episode of Green Lantern, Green Arrow somewhere in there. Uh, but if not, don't have a conniption. Uh, and, oh, yeah, probably a holiday episode, right? Won't you think? Maybe, but you know how long it takes to organize these things. <laughs> uh, that's true. Uh, so maybe not a holiday episode. We don't know. At the very okay, we'll, we'll choose. We'll we'll try and figure out if if we can get enough people a holiday episode as you guys know it. If not, we'll probably do what a gift giving guide. We got to do something holiday related. Yeah, we can do something like that. That's something we could pull together. Yeah, our def- our, our our fallback is the gift giving guide. We'll shoot for a a uh, holiday episode with getting the gang back together and talking, uh, just talking about holiday stuff like we normally do. All right, uh, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>